The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Tom, you ready? Most definitely. Oh, so good. Travis, uh, are you ready? Yeah, buddy. All right. I'm sorry I didn't play it last time. Here you go. Thank you. And now, winner of the Oklahoma Pinball Championship Award. A guy so nice, he didn't send the award back to ask them to spell the word Oklahoma correctly on the award. (laughs) You know him. You love him. You can't live without him. Please welcome a guy that sometimes has all the machines turned on in the background, Travis Murray. Oh, God. Thank you, everybody. Thank what you. A terrible welcome. way. Welcome right. to the Triple Drain Podcast, everybody. <laughs> oh, no, it's just uh, all right. Here's a good intro. Here we go. We we we're three guys who like to talk and So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down with talk and I really, I, you know, when I play your intro first, I feel like it takes away from the triple drain intro. Just not that it's, it doesn't steal the thunder. It just like, it, it, it like puts a bad taste in your mouth and then you eat something good. You know, I don't know. No, it, it keeps people <laughs> around. You know, everybody is about to skip our episode. They're like, yeah. holy shit, I can't skip now. So I think what happens Joel, is welcome. they actually, they, Thanks they, for all they the start, last viewers, Travis. They, they start the skip during your intro. And then it skips into the good intro, and they're like, "That's what I'm talking about." And then they keep listening. That's no. I think they're probably sticking around because they see who our extra ball is. This no, week. we don't have an extra ball this week. We have an extra ball plus. We got an extra <laughs> ball plus. <laughs> I forgot. Apologies. Yes. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the one, the only Dennis Creasel from Eclectic Gamers Podcast. He's also on the Pinball Show. He's he's. I mean, everybody. Most of the people listen to the, every other episode of the Pinball Show just for the ones that Dennis is part of. So, yeah, hey, uh, go ahead and applaud right in the microphone Woo! there, Travis. Yeah, Dennis. Well, I'm thank trying you. to clap, but you're doing this long <laughs> intro. I mean, hey, yeah, it's it's Bill. It, come on, oh, that's Dennis. True. That's I'm true. sorry. The I'm so face, sorry that you're part of this tonight. The face but. of the Pinball <laughs> Network, everybody. <laughs> Dennis Kriesel. Dennis, yeah. welcome. Well, thank you for that very long introduction, Joel, and, oh. the, and the welcome, Travis, and, and the silence, Tom. It is it is most appreciated. And thank you for allowing me to, be, to to fully drop on this uh on this episode yeah. and and downplaying the the TPS uh aspects of, of what I do. I will say I have had people contact me that have said that they do only listen every other episode. Every of other show. episode. Huh? that's all right well i do i see we have our video cameras on once again we we talk about this every week that we're maybe going to actually film these and put it out as a video but why would you do that not this week yeah uh because they it, there's a visual side here that we're all enjoying that that nobody else enjoys because for one dennis i'm seeing you're wearing a wonderful uh r2d2 uh mm, not r2d2 whole 2 d2 don't want t-shirt. any copyright infringement yeah. boop 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 or whatever that was uh beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, great shirt. Uh, speaking of attire, uh, Travis is wearing a white uh, T-shirt with a robe on right now. Um, he looks like he's one cigar away from just being, I don't know. You are, yeah. <laughs> he just cheered us with his Diet Mountain I'm, Dew and Jack. I'm on vacation right now. It's a Thursday <laughs> it's, it's night. Started. He yeah. does look the most professional. I mean, his camera setup looks the most professional, but the attire is yes. kind of a different story. Yeah. but True. 
don't know. I'm happy for you, Travis. Uh, I'm comfortable, Joel. I've noticed you you have the same hat on. I've seen you have on for a while. I wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. (laughs) Yeah, it's a hat. Uh, I will say uh, he doesn't have his pinball machines on in the background. Uh, Apparently, that's a thing of yours, but not now. So, okay. Yeah, you don't. Travis, that's a part of your intro. Uh, Sometimes yeah. has yeah. his pinball machines on in Damn. the background. That's that is true. Hey, I just yeah. fed right into that narrative, didn't I? Yeah, there you go. Yep. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Um, you oh, and I'm Joel. Tom. Yeah, forgot about Tom. Well, Tom's Most ready to go. Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom, we are recording tonight because Tom had uh, he had to get in some education hours. You know, because he's a uh, he's a he's a true professional. Um, I am a licensed to work on his dentist. Craft. Licensed dentist, yeah. Do you have a licensed dentist in Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't live in Oklahoma, so no. I'm not. I, I'm, <laughs> Travis isn't gonna. Travis isn't gonna even <laughs> acknowledge it. Um, and, and I'm Joel. I'm. I'm. That's enough for me. Yep, I'm Joel. All right. So, what do we want to talk about? It has been last episode that recorded was pre Expo. A lot of what are we going to see at Expo? What are what are our thoughts of Expo? How do we prepare for Expo? Um, three of us went to expo so we can do i know this has all been discussed we'll kind of keep it short and sweet but um i don't know uh dennis do you have any takeaways from expo or thoughts on expo that you haven't already discussed on your eight other media Uh, things that i haven't already discussed no i think i've (laughs) i've shared on the other on the other podcasts pretty much what my thoughts were i guess if you're wanting a nutshell summary it was nice to meet uh and get together with a lot of pinball folks. It's was my first big event since 2019 to attend. So that was nice. Expo is not a particularly well-run event in my view. And um, I don't know if that was different from this year versus years past, but from the decision to charge for their lecture hall while they were live streaming it for free online to a pretty disappointing free play area, I'd say only the vendor section was really a highlight. Um, I mean, that's my nutshell thoughts. Yeah, no, I, those are good. Um, Travis, being the person that wasn't at Expo, do you have any thoughts from the outside? That I mean, did you watch any seminars live? I, I'm assuming you watched. Well, I know you watched some of the stream because you were giving me a hard time when I was commentating. Well, I did watch one of the uh, was it Expo seminars? Yeah, and it was Chicago Gaming's mm. seminar. And, and what were your thoughts on that <laughs> seminar? I, I'm drinking right now, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. That, it, was it was that good. Yeah, I, can, was, I can tell you uh, when we started recording this, Joel gave me a start time, and we have started late, but not as late as CGC started. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we yeah, there's a little playful banter, but nobody had to run and get an extension cord or anything. There was no code updates to get this podcast going, but I mean, you know. Well, so I'm not going to lie. I wanted to watch it because I was genuinely interested. In what they were presenting. And I wanted to see what was going to happen because we all know how they technically announced Cactus Canyon at a show before then. I forgot what show it was to where it was just a basic PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. They were like, hey, yeah, here's the game. And I was not disappointed. I'm just going to tell you, I was not disappointed at all with how this came off. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, I think it was inadvertently funny watching it. Is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it yeah. was. So, but yeah, it's and I agree. It's it, this type of game for me. It's it's an okay game. It's not one of the games that I'm just wanting to 
go play all the time, but I'm sure there's other people that haven't got a chance to play it. So I'm sure a lot of eyes were glued on it. But yeah, I was just, I was absolutely floored by how the overall presentation went because it was almost like they were saying a lot of words in a short amount of time without really saying anything. Like we weren't really getting any information at all. And the funniest part to it, it cracked me up because I clipped it. I sent it to a couple of people that whenever, uh, I think it was Ryan that started taking questions. He realized that he forgot to even announce the special edition to <laughs> it or the special edition pricing, something like that. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. It just kind of, it was just really strange, you know, checking on the phone, seeing what he could say, what he couldn't say. And it just felt like that. It was almost like that morning they all woke up and realized that they had a game that they had to debut and they had no idea what it was. And yeah, it just kind of reflected it. So but hey, maybe they're doing something right because apparently they're all sold, yeah, sold out. out. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we should not be doing this shit and just be starting a pinball company. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a spot open in San Antonio right now. So because <laughs> <laughs> clearly not? that's the best spot. That's the best place to well, make pinball. It yeah. is easy. So why not? Yeah. Pinball's easy. Streaming's hard. We all know that. I mean, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's science. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. Uh, I saw them wheel out. Cactus Canyons on the floor. And so to me, I was like, I don't care about an announcement. I'll just play the game. And Zach, to his credit, his little sizzle reel was really well done. And obviously there's some backstory to that. He made that in like 30 hours. He was told about it a few days before Expo and like drove up, got the machine, drove back, made it just in one go. I mean, his sizzle reel was great. I heard that playing the sizzle reel during the announcement did not go well. Uh, but luckily his release on YouTube went fine. Um, and then nobody saw Zach for like the rest of the day because apparently he was in his hotel room taking orders. So the reveal did well enough that, um, the games were selling. So I don't know. I mean, if we want to talk game reveals, it's uh, who, who's done it right is, was the last good game reveal. What like Jersey Jack GNR, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, they seem to be doing it in a in a way that that makes sense to me on all levels. Uh, Stern's reveals aren't terrible, but I still really question a lot of their decision making. Like, they seem to be just sort of in this rut of, and maybe it doesn't matter. I mean, when you're backlogged five thousand games, I guess it doesn't yeah. matter how yeah. you're. It's the same with you pointed out, Joel, about Zach not being on the floor. But what was he there on the floor to sell? He sold yeah. all his Escaleras the first day, and there was nothing else left. Yeah, good point. He was there to uh, sign T-shirts and kiss babies, right? I mean, that's the and of that thirty yeah. hours of editing. Do you think that fifteen hours was him <laughs> figuring out that smoke transition? Because I do. <laughs> I, I think that. So you take that out, and it doesn't sound nearly uh, as impressive. As, as cool as it was, uh, best true. video transition ever. You know true. what? I'd be just like George Lucas does screen wipes. He made a billion plus dollars. Screen wipes will work. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean. I, I I enjoyed it, but I get it. I get what you're saying, and uh, I know Zach's shaking his head right now. But deep down, it he doesn't listen he, to this show. Oh, he listens to every show. Zach, what, what do you? What else do you think he's doing these days? Right? Um, we're like we're everybody's sixth favorite podcast. I don't know what you're talking about, Dennis. Sixth, at least sixth, mm, right? At yeah. least. Well, we're behind <laughs> EGP and no, you're TP, not. TPS. <laughs> no, you're not. So. <laughs> 
just what another we... pinball podcast. Oh, remember for that? sure. Yeah, remember, remember that when one, guys? remember when that guy used to like God, do things he, on his he own? He interviewed yeah. Gomez and everything. It just went downhill ever <laughs> and since. And then, then. The next, you know, he had just another YouTube where he spent seventy five minutes going through every single Toidle's <laughs> achievement in Connected while hey. while the programmer for Led Zeppelin was in there begging for scraps. Begging. The programmer for Turtles was in chat as well. That's and we why know, I went over. And we it. know yeah. which uh, which. Which one you favor based off of your hey, reactions. Okay. Yep. I will, it became I will, the Joel and Dwight show. It, it did. did. It I will did. tell you right now, Dwight actually listens to this show. Because when I saw Dwight at Expo, he said, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of your Triple Drain episode right now. And he pulled out his phone, and he really was. He was in the middle of the Triple Drain. He goes, I like the show. I will tell you, the first few episodes were a lot of inside jokes. I really wasn't following it. And I kind of gave up on it. I was kind of out on the show. But you know what? I kept listening, and now I like it. So... We're doing something right. Uh, episode one was Zach Mini, so that's that's apparently how we started. We started poorly, is what it was. What it sounds. We, what were we talking about? It, sharing hot tubs and whatnot. Yeah, episode one of Triple Drain. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I'm glad you yeah. don't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I I have no transition here. Uh, Expo. I will say, Tom. I, I I've said this on on stream. Um, your your stream of the tournament was fantastic. I was thoroughly impressed with your entire setup. I commentated for about, I don't know, an hour. Travis watched that hour. He was heckling me almost the entire time. Um, it was great. And I don't I mean, Expo for the for Dennis and I was all about walking the floor, talking to people, playing some games. Expo for you though, Tom, you're just tournament mode for four days straight, right? I mean Yep. Yeah, I went I went to vendor hall a couple of times, but uh, just just chilling for a little bit. But that was about it. I yeah. I didn't even see Dennis at all. I saw I a lot of I, I I popped into the tournament because I didn't play in the tournaments. Uh, I did pop in the area a few times and talk to some of the Kansas City players who were participating. And I will say that the back home, the Kansas City Discord for, we have for pinball was was pretty pleased with how the streaming was. Uh, out of out of expo you know those aren't the most ideal conditions to stream under um i just only wish tom had taken the time to fix c-ray <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah c-ray was uh a questionable was shit, working tom. game c-ray was shit <laughs> let's just say what it was it was horrible you, you know what, so bad you know what was hilarious about c-ray and the classics so i woke up and I got up and I decided uh, I was checking out of my hotel early to, and I'm like, I was talking to Neil, we're walking down and I'm like, I'm going to go and just see, uh, go in the tournament area. I wanted to check my stuff because I, I had left some things out and uh, there were a lot of people in the tournament area. Uh, the women's tournament went till 3 a.m., uh, and there were, there were people playing the games because, uh, the vendor hall had closed. So I went in there and everything was fine. And I look over at the classics games and they had five of them and two of them are broken down. And I'm, I, I just looked at Neil and I'm like, aren't we supposed to be streaming classics this morning? So I went up to the guy and I was basically like, um, I don't think you're supposed to be taking those down. Uh, and, and he, uh, he proceeded to tell me, yes, he was. And I'm loading these up right now. And I said, okay. 
So I ended up uh, getting the people from Tilt to basically stop stop him from uh, <laughs> ruining the whole uh, classics tournament. So that was that was kind of funny. So Tom, you're telling me somebody was trying to take C Ray away, and <laughs> you didn't let them. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, so everybody, you guys have heard this here. You can blame Tom for C Ray staying in mm. classics. Okay. That turned out to that be very correct. dramatic. I thought you were gonna say you went you'd left some stuff, came back down there, and they all had Rob Burke stickers on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Well, it's I don't know. All, all in all though, Tom, fantastic job. Thanks. Uh I I uh I don't know. It's clearly a thankless job because that is just it is nonstop, and I understand that that's stressful um trying to keep commentary going and and keep the chat active and and the, i've i've watched back and you know some chat is all about playful banter other chats like can you please just stay focused on announcing the games and it's like you know if you want to sit there and commentate play by play pinball action for hours on end like that's that's work yeah. that is work but um and, so thank uh, you tom yeah yeah if anybody's up for it uh, and can do a better job we're uh, <laughs> we're, we're here for you yeah yeah um but what's even crazier about that, so you did Expo, and then what? Was it the very next weekend, or was it two weekends later? You went, you were the only one that went, but you went to Mid Gaming, Midwest Gaming Classics uh, as well. The, the very following weekend. Very next weekend. But, yeah. you, didn't, but you didn't stream that. No. I did not stream that, no. So, But you were there for a but big I, announcement, though, right? Oh. Yeah. What big C- announcement? Cactus Canyon, <laughs> SE+. Oh, that's Announced true. Plus, Midway- that, yeah, uh, plus. That, that is true. I was there. The, I, I didn't hear it as an announcement. It was more of an email from one of the distributors. Did people just, just lose their minds? It. Have you placed your order, Tom, for the plus? Um, no, I actually <laughs> have an, elitist. an LE on order. <laughs> oh, you do. Knew it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you, what was it? You like weeks ago were like, I don't think I'm gonna get one. What did you? Oh my goodness, Mr. I'm gonna stop doing this. I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be sure. out of the hobby. I'm gonna be done with <laughs> so this that, hobby. That LA like was a crack. steal. It was under ten thousand. <laughs> Anything under ten grand is a steal now. How does that work for you though, Tom? Does does I mean you're like I don't think I want it. And then what? The distro hits you up. Hey, Tom, you want it? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of actually how it happened. Well, I, I think Tom gets back from a from a. Tr- I think he gets back from an educational seminar. Cracks open a beer and one beer in, he's just like, yeah. "I'm gonna buy it. I gotta buy yeah. something. Yeah. I gotta have some retail therapy." Oh boy, Tom's like Dave Chappelle, the the crack addict character that they have, yeah. where he's just like scratches his neck. Yeah. Just need got more any, LEs. Got more any more LEs. Those LEs. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine do. that when he gets done with this, he turns all those games on there behind him, and he puts back, he puts on a mink coat and just like yeah. a big old hat with a feather in it, just starts playing his. Play, he just looks at his prizes. I don't he even does, like, play him. Pimping in the oh, background wow. and everything. And he stares <laughs> at I him. love it. Yeah. Tom's like, and yeah, I, I don't just, even play him. I, I just don't... keep buying them. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so Tom, well, yes. fill us in then. As an LE buyer. Okay. What was your reaction when you heard about the SE Plus? Were were you angered? Were you mad? Were you like, ah, whatever? You know, I I mean, I wasn't really angry, but I question why it was done. Well, I know why it was done, I guess, but um, I, yeah, why why not just sell a separate topper? I mean, that's basically why they're doing it, correct? 
Uh, well, because that's ahead. the only thing is it's the SE with a topper at right. an LE price, but with a plus on it. Right. And <laughs> and my understanding through my network of spies and informants, because you know I have yeah your little birds of them, is yeah. that CGC's arrangement with Planetary on the license gives them a bigger percentage kickback on accessories that are sold versus games that are sold. So by packaging it as an SE plus and selling it as an entire game, the amount that goes to planetary for that additional topper is actually less than if they were just to sell the topper outright. That is, that is what I've been informed. Okay. It makes sense, but it's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know as somebody in the hobby, that's just looking at this. It's like, well, that kind of sucks. But the reality is like for CGC, they just, they just, so they had what 500 LEs and now they can make, as many more SE pluses as they want. There's no, no they limit. Had more than that. I think Five, it was twelve twelve fifty. Yeah, I thought I twelve. Yeah. Oh, what am I? Right. I'm smoking crack. Okay. So twelve fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve fifty LEs. Tom has one of them. Um and <laughs> he doesn't have it yet. And no. just you just wait. Yeah. He has a deposit six, down. Six yeah. months. Probably. Six. I make so, room. He's gotta get rid of that paragon. But <laughs> so no, twelve hundred and fifty. 1250 LEs <laughs> and then now they can make uh, there's no limit right on SE plus so it's it's it is it is actually less of a game there is less in that game but they're making just as much money as they made on the LEs well, well the game profit, plays the right? same yeah but there's no all the little bells and whistles I mean what, Tom pays coat? for the yeah, but Tom buys the bells and whistles well, he he's got an LE. he doesn't care about this SE plus it didn't devalue his game yeah no, it made his game worth a lot more, I think. I think yeah, if anything, I, if you're an LE buyer, you're jumping for joy. Excellent. I think mm. you should be that an SC Plus exists. Because right now, that means a bunch of people are going to be buying this game at MSRP, right? And so if you have your LE new in box, or even if you have it used after a while, it's the value went up at least two to $4,000. And it's already been confirmed on a third-party market. People have been selling it between thirteen dollars to $15,000. I think uh, the thing that I would be concerned about isn't about this game, but whether there would be an industry-wide impact. I'm not saying there would be, but I'm, but I wonder. I have to wonder about these things. If there would be an industry-wide impact based off of if the SE Plus actually does well on sales. And the thing I'm thinking of is, you know, everyone had always pointed to that when Jersey Jack entered the scene, that Stern raised their prices because JJP said, top them, hey, look, you're not charging enough. You can charge way more for people. Imagine a world where the only difference between the SC plus and the LE is the SC plus is the same exact price. And it's a regular SC with a topper as an LE. And then Stern's just like, all right, we're going to start selling premiums at the LE price because y'all do it. I think that's correct. Cause I think if anything, Godzilla kind of showed this, that we still have not found the ceiling Mm -hmm. to pinball. And I think GNR CEs showed this also at 12, five. I don't think we found the ceiling quite yet. Look at all the people that were desperately trying to claim there was like a a huge increase in the bill of material on Godzilla Pro versus Mando Pro. That's it's not there. That's not true. But people they look for it. They need it. They want to they want to rationalize that this has gone into the games. And Stern's been transparent about it. They're like, no, we have new supply costs. And then you know, at least two hundred to three hundred dollars went to cover that connected system. So. Well, that's I mean, why I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's something that I was kind of thinking about earlier. And I think we can kind of dive into this a little bit. The other thing about Chicago Gaming Company pricing their SE Plus at the same MSRP as the LE, and yet they don't have all the bells and whistles as the LE, right? 
it yeah. makes you wonder like how much of a markup is there truly and how much was the LE actually to put together because I've heard from various dealers that there's really not too much margin built in there for the LE itself. So I'm really curious to see how much the SE Plus actually costs to put together to, in order to get to the price that they got to and how much is the LE actually together bomb wise. So, yeah, I'm kind of I'm wondering if the distributors when they, you know, their their profit margin is it exactly the same as it was on the LEs are they still only getting that same percentage or are they getting a bigger amount since we know the end price to the oh, end users the same. Is CGC pocketing this whole difference or are they sharing that with the distributors who might have felt like they didn't get enough on their LEs? Well, that's a good question. I uh I mean, none of us are distros, so we don't know that, but I do think it is interesting to me that when this when this news came out, Dennis, you and Zach talked about this on the pinball show, and we Zach did? went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> Zach said the SE Plus just devalued the LE by the cost of a topper. And There's I, to no be, way. yeah, There's to no be way. honest, so I think it makes sense now that that yes, if you're saying, well, if you want to pay MSRP for this game, no, the SE Plus is that value now, and the LE has much more in it. So you're going to have to pay more than an SE Plus. Right. I, I think Zach would have been correct if the whole reason people – the only let's assume that the only reason people wanted the LE over the SE was for the topper. Okay. If the SE Plus was less than the LE, and that was your route to getting the topper – then it could have, in theory, been a lot of people. If that was the only motivating factor to get an LE was to get that topper. Because you know you're not getting the Josh Lyman code with it or anything. Yeah, yeah. That was really the that. only yeah. deciding factor. Then I think you'd be right. But with the SC Plus at the same price as the LE, everyone who got an LE won. And anyone who wants an SC Plus, if they've researched things, they're going to be mad. Because they're going to be like, yeah. why is this the same price as the limited run? And Tom, the answer is going to be, oh. I heard that. Tom, you won. You're a winner, you won, Tom. man. You're a winner. Typically, I don't, know if- don't win. <laughs> he says that so, as he's surrounded by LEs. Surrounded by all his LEs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, you buy LEs. That's just what you do. But it's not when you bought the LE, was the topper a deciding factor or no? I mean, it's just, well, if I'm going to get one, I want all the pretty stuff. I mean, you better be honest here, Tom, because I know the answer to this. But the topper, it, it, it was part of it. It was the fact that the arms move in both directions, right? Like a realistic direction and an unrealistic direction. I know that's what Dennis really loves about the topper. It's such a goofy fake look. Does it thing. really do that? Because I was wondering. Yeah, I look at the scissor broke. reel. No, look at the scissor reel. I yeah, think I the thought reality, it was just broke. No, it I really think, does that? It really does. I think the actual uh. reality is the motor only goes in one direction. And so if the arm goes up, it can't go down. So they just got to keep spinning it around to get it back <laughs> into the regular spot. I don't know. Dennis loves it. Dennis loves it. I love uh, like photorealistic toppers like that. <laughs> so we talked about uh, so price ceiling. You're saying Godzilla LE has not hit. We, I mean, they all sold out. Even though, and and even premiums, the the pros, everything. So Godzilla, the pros, premiums, LEs, they've all sold a ton. Even though there was a huge markup in cost. Um, I don't, I mean, I haven't talked to, I don't have all the spies that Dennis has. And I know Travis, you talked to like eight different distros on, uh, distributors on, on, on every morning. It's like, good morning. Hi. And I don't think these price increases have really hurt sales, even on other titles that are not even going to, that, that will be manufactured next year. So well, the thing to keep in mind right now is that, and I, it's obvious with the way that 
Cactus Canyon was priced. I'm not so sure that even manufacturers have caught up to this, but the consumer base for pinball has drastically shifted during COVID times, during 2020, 2021. And there is a, a crazy influx of just new people in the hobby with a lot of money behind them. I mean, there just is. Just like the article that came out on IGN a few days ago talking about cryptocurrency and somebody buying out a lot of games at the uh, the pinball museum auction. There's a lot of people that have a lot of money that are buying games left and right. I've talked to several people that didn't even start in the hobby till after everything shut down and they just started summer 2020 and they already have 15 plus games. And we're talking, you know, LEs, premiums, they're trying to find everything that they can find. So a yeah. lot of people have gone down the rabbit hole. And just to give you an example, I know for a fact, a Mando LE new in box just sold for $18,000 last week. What? New in box. <laughs> yes. So there are people oh, out there because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everybody thinks just because it's an MSRP and there's only so many of them out there that everybody's going to pay a price right around that. All it takes is for one person to really want that game. And when that one person has a lot of money, there's literally no difference between them paying 10,000, 11,000 or 18,000. When you have a $5 million home, you don't care. You just, you do not care and you want the game and you want it now. That's the prices that people are paying right now. And it's happening in real time and it continues to happen. Just look what happened with the, uh, with the auction, Tom, like everything went crazy. Back to the future was what, like $8,000 yeah, the data East ridiculous. one. I mean, it's something nuts. So, I mean, that's just, that's where we're at right now. Well, I mean, if, if, uh, a lot of people have been rumoring back to the future coming out sometime soon. So it sounds like an 8,000 data East back to the future will actually be the cheaper, back to the future at some point because the way these price increases are going i mean uh, uh that's true but no matter i don't care i don't care what price you get that daddy east one that dog don't hunt so <laughs> <laughs> well i understand i mean t tom we obviously give you a hard time with yes, with your course. collection and you should be proud of your collection it's an awesome collection but i understand like i got into this hobby a few years ago and I, I mean, even still, I am every, every pin that I buy or flip, I am counting every single dollar. I am trying to make things to build up my collection. And I am not at that point where I can just like, eh, why not? I'll buy it. I mean, I, I, and I feel bad for, there are people trying to get in this hobby. And I know that because on discord, I'm part of the pinball community, um, discord and it's great. And there are people trying to get into this hobby and they're like, I can't, I can't get in it. Like I cannot afford to get into this hobby right now. There's no used pins that are in a, in a decent price range. There's new, I mean, you can't even, even if you want to buy new, it all depends on who you know and how quick you get on a list. Um, so it's, it's, it's very, I feel like we have very, I don't know, segregated is not the word I want, but it's just like, there are two spectrums here of people trying to get in. And then these other buyers it's, that are it's just an expensive it hobby. Yeah. It's an expensive hobby. Cause you go year over year, everybody has said the same thing. It just happens to be now that obviously prices are way up because of inflation and a lot of other reasons, getting raw materials and all that. But sure. I mean, year over year, I mean, it was the same thing when I was looking at, getting an ACDC nearly a decade ago now, or maybe it was a decade. I mean, even on the message boards, then everybody was talking about how expensive the hobby was and yeah. it's not near as expensive now. So that's always been around. I'm sure Tom, who's been in it for a long time, he could probably attest that some of the games that he got early on now that are just absolute stills. I'm sure back then there were still people around saying, Hey, this is an expensive game. It's not 
necessarily cheap. So it's easy to kind of kind of view this through the 2021 prism of everything. But I think this has always been an expensive hobby. It just happens to be to where this hobby is very much to where people can buy games online yeah. readily now. And that's the huge difference. There's been a, a explosion of online content, even us doing what we're doing now. We're reaching new people all the time. Even if it's just one or two people, it's still one or two people to get the bug and want to get something or want to look at something. So I think that it kind of kind of adds to it, I guess, is what I'm saying, to where the prices will keep going up. And I think it's just one of those things that that's just how it is in this type of hobby. True. So back in the Woodrail days, Tom had it easier, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. We can still probably get you a good deal on a wood rail. <laughs> yeah. gobble, hey, gobble halls are a huge turnoff yeah. to the modern player. So. Oh, they're, they're fun. <laughs> well, Spooky would have something to say about that, Dennis. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I got all the scoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? It's me, uh, Ultraman. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, uh, the only other thing I see, we have very little notes here for the listener, but the what only other thing. What are you talking about? We have everything. We're professional. This is scripted. Cole. Very scripted. Every one very. of these jokes, I mean, they're just, we're just, yeah. We we had rehearsal yesterday. Here's the real thing. I'm yeah. on line 437. Oh, of the notes? Okay. Yeah. The no, script. The new, he's, he's, code, he's, he's You've just met the chief programmer behind Legends of Valhalla, and that's oh, the one he's currently re, recoding. Well, what I was going to say, Free Play Florida. That's the only thing left convention-wise we haven't talked about. It's coming up. Travis, you're going. Tom, you're going. Um, I don't know. What are you looking forward to? Thoughts? Get <laughs> just people the excited. tournament for me. But. Disney World. I'm looking Disney forward to World. that. Uh, yeah, okay. warm, warm weather. Are, are you going to buy the pass so you don't have to wait in line? No, I actually I go there just to go to Epcot to do a uh, a pub crawl mm. all around the <laughs> wow. the world thing. All the different, yeah, all the different beers of the world. Yeah, yes, it's, Joel, uh, that's correct. Uh, that would be a pub crawl. I'm, you know, I can I can explain things sometimes. Jeez, There's some get, people that may not know that. Get some Jack Daniels in them, and jeez. Yeah, his Jack Dan- Daniels and Mountain Dew. It calms him down and revs him up all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Tom, would you like to come out with me to Epcot? Uh, when are you going? I am going Thursday morning. No, staying no, there all afternoon a, yeah i too love uh, to do my yeah. pub crawls at about yeah. 6 a.m <laughs> yeah. i will be there until yeah. thursday evening I'll, and then I'll we got the on tournament a, on friday so yeah good i'll luck. be on a flight down so i'm gonna have okay. to pass yeah. well then i'll just drink one for you too so fine. tom you said the tournament are you streaming this tournament as well or you're just no, playing in it no. okay i think just pinball asylum i believe is the Asylum or Lounge? Or Pinball Lounge is putting it on. Pinball Lounge? But I don't know who's streaming it. Hmm. Well, I it won't be as good up. as if you did it, Tom. Uh, Ooh, and, burn. And that's, <laughs> what if they're listeners? <laughs> what if they're listeners? <laughs> well, then it's motivating. Let's see if they can... Maybe it's too motivated now by yeah. Joel just shitting yeah, on just, you. I would have yeah. heard that and I've just been Thanks, like, well... Joel. Now everybody in Florida is going to hate me. I Thanks guess me lot. and my Logitech 920 should just uh, give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, and that's Free Play Florida. There's yes. Free Play there Florida. Yeah. If anybody, uh, yeah, if anybody sees Tom and Travis, feel free to ask Travis about his, uh, his pub crawl. And uh, if you see Tom, tell him, hey, I wish you were streaming right now. Just, that's all he needs to hear. That's all he needs to hear. <laughs> 
Um, well, let's go ahead and roll into uh, we we received some. Okay, so we've received some feedback. Where last episode we did not do a triple combo. We did not do a triple combo, and I know there are some people that feel like you're the worst, Dennis. What well, I thought so, Travis was the worst. Some, some no, people, David Dennis is yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah. Some people are like triple combo. Where's triple combo? Or they're requesting games for triple combo. There's a lot of people that really enjoy triple combo, no, and I don't. and I know I know. <laughs> when we released the first episode of Triple Combo in our TP and Discord, uh, Dennis here was one of the first to say, like, you know, talking about the same game three different ways is kind of a lot of talking about the same game. And uh, with no images, you're asking right. people to know the layout, <laughs> imagine it in their head, yeah. try not to crash their car while you go through it thrice over. I'm oh, just man. telling you, logistically, it's a mistake, but it's your show. Do what you want. <laughs> All right. So, I'm only here to be you know, honest. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate your just spitting facts. I appreciate the constructive criticism. I'm, I'm just a truth seeker. Yeah, that's fair. Why don't you? Uh, Zach should have made that hat right instead of uh, what is it? Moment maker, truth seeker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He only does his lo- his logan yeah. logos and slogans and uh, and catchy things. So what I will say is, um, our favorite least favorite person, uh, David Dennis. He. He decided to, to talk smack on TPS, and he was saying something about it being, "Oh, well, we were talking." Uh, Zach said, "What if, what if the next award show had favorite pinball podcast segment?" And and I was like, "Well, we got Tom talks. We're that's a shoe in, and or at least triple combo." And and David Dennis came in saying, "I don't know. It was dumb. It just it's typical David Dennis comment." So we decided for this episode, we are going to dedicate triple combo to. David Dennis. So we we're thinking what game would fit David Dennis. And there's only one game I can think of. When I think of David Dennis and the and just that that ugh feeling that he provides, there's only one game that matches that, and that is Thunderbirds. So we are gonna do triple combo on Thunderbirds. Um Dennis, feel free. And I'm so sorry that you have a name that kind of is shared with David's. I don't I mean but anyways, Dennis, if there's anything you want to add into this triple combo, feel free to add to this. I've segment. never actually played Thunderbirds. Uh, it was at TPF um, mm. in 2019, but it was broken, so I wasn't able to play the ball. Those will probably like, be like, beneficial yeah. to you. Really well, good, that's yeah. what I heard, Tom, but I still <laughs> yeah. was like, you know, part of part of doing podcasting means sacrifice. And oh, I was true. willing to, you know, because it is the easiest thing to it do is in the hobby. And I, I was, I was going to do that one easy step. And I, unfortunately, the ball was like balanced on a palm tree or something. It was stuck. <laughs> out. I mean, you could see it was just not in the field of play. So, anyway. all right. So, uh, David Dennis, this uh, triple combo is dedicated to you. So, here's another good intro. Welcome to Triple Burger. How can I help you? Yeah, can I get the combo, please? Did you want the single, the double, or the triple? <laughs> I think I'll have the triple combo. Yeah. So it's like. Are you done? Yep. Sorry. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for my presumption. No. I was going to ask is 20% of this show just you guys dropping in sound bites from other people? Yes. Yeah. I can see the, <laughs> the sound bites are so good. In Dennis's yeah. brain, that's why I was just dying laughing. The sound like, bites are waiting. so good. Are you done? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so anyways, he was not yeah. done. So wait, uh, behind the curtain here, when you record the pinball show, does Zach actually play the sound bites during your no, recording, or he throws them all? Post. Oh, 
well, that sounds professional. We don't do that here. We play them live. No, nah, we, yeah. we take like 15 <laughs> seconds at it. We're good to go. Yeah. We, I, it's me. I'm, I'm the only one that Tom shows up. He says this few words and he is done with Triple Drain for two weeks. He is good to go. Um, all right. So Triple Combo. My job is to talk about how do you approach the game from a novice level? So if 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 a beginner, friends and family was stepping up to Thunder, Thunderbirds, what do they need to do to have fun? If you um, were playing Thunderbirds, you don't have any friends. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so my suggestion is um, you look at the game, you take a sharp right, you head towards wherever the cord is plugged into the wall, and you unplug that. That is oh, how you get save. your friends and family to have a good time playing Thunderbirds. Then approach literally any other pinball machine, and it will be a better time. So that is the, uh, I think, I don't know. Did I miss anything there for the novice the novice approach? No, that was that's pretty per- good. That's pretty okay. fair. Yeah, <laughs> okay. pretty fair. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's it for novice. Uh, wizard mode, wizard mode. Who's on wizard mode? My own wizard mode? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I don't think the game has a wizard mode, so segment done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> De- uh, oh, well, Dennis, you didn't have a chance to see the wizard mode because the game wasn't wasn't working. Yeah, right? I so, I, I'm afraid I, okay, I have no, no I, I have no tips on how to play this. <laughs> I do take it back. I so I did play it one time. Yeah, and I planned on getting to wizard mode, and I played my ball one, and I promptly walked away from the game. So. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I, it had, I I don't even know if it has a wizard mode, but if anybody owns the game, please yeah. put the time in on it. Go ahead and play it nonstop. <laughs> and if you're still alive after you're done, yeah. please tell us how you got to the wizard mode. I'd like to know. So, like- so is spelling international rescue not the wizard mode? Because that seems like uh, a lot of work. It might I think I I don't know. I, I don't spoke know. with someone who has this game and he modified his and put a spinner on that center ramp to help him spell the spins help spell <laughs> international rescue. And he really? said it made it a lot more fun, yeah. Oh. oh. And good. supposedly that was Mike from Homepin's original plan. Was that was supposed to be done via spinner? That was it. Interesting. That's so why according to this person out. who did the mod, he's like, this is what they plan to do with the fact. I don't know why they the ended spinner, up they probably, doing they that. They decided it, it was just too much too fun. Much. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, this is too much fun. Yeah. F it. Yeah. But, F it all. But all Let's of a sudden, you know, international so rescue with spins makes a whole lot more sense uh, yes, than shooting does. that ramp to oblivion and waiting <laughs> yeah. to get your ball no. back to try well, for one letter. Didn't Mike at home, like, wasn't their whole thing they wanted to manufacture all their parts? So maybe maybe they just couldn't figure out and make a spinner. Joel, know? the important thing <laughs> is to get to the wizard mode. Yeah. You just don't. Got you it. Just, and I, you just stop. I feel bad. I, I think I rushed through my segment because one of the key parts was do not let your friends or family touch the flipper buttons because apparently they are sharp and they are not comfortable on the fingertips. So just another important step. Another yeah, important I think step. They're, I think they're like, convex instead of concave or something Something at the center. So the flipper buttons are like the David Dennis of flipper buttons for pinball. I mean, this whole game, right? This whole game. Gotcha. Uh, I think we can all agree David Dennis would be a better person if he had a spinner. I'm just saying. I mean, what that's, it would be an improvement. Doesn't matter where it goes. It would be an improvement. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to tournament. Tournament strategy. All right, Tom, you and Escher are going at it. You know, you made it to the final two. Congrats. Time to play Thunderbirds for yes. the win. What's your strategy here? You you walk up the machine, turn it off, and look for another game to play. Okay, I, I, that sounds. Uh, 
I don't know how well that. I mean, is that a viable tournament strat in normal play? You just it, oh, it, game's it, broke. It, time to it, find another one. It would be for Thunderbirds. There would be exceptions to the tech, yeah. the TD of the yeah. <laughs> the would allow that. Okay, Tom, would you take the red card and just like take second place to avoid <laughs> playing Thunderbirds uh, and probably Usher? Oh. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> Tom. Tom, I'd like to know what would you do if someone was organ. Let's say you were streaming, but someone else was organizing a tournament at District Eighty Two, and they put Thunderbirds in the tournament. What would you like? Would you intervene? Uh, I try. I try to. I try to. Dennis, it's almost, it's almost as bad as having Jetsons there, and, and that, that was actually at District 82. <laughs> he had Jetsons, and he also streamed Police Force also. Uh, yeah. oh. oh, poor furry uh. cops. I've, I've had to play that in a few tournaments, actually. Hmm. Well, um, any last last words? Dennis, I, was this an appropriate amount of time for a triple combo? I think just... we actually ended up dragging it out a bit. But that is partially my own fault. And, so. and the only way to drag it out a little bit longer is to insert another soundbite. So here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You're loving this. I know this. You are loving every bit of this. You can't tell me. Do when people you record... just send these to you? Or are you guys like buying these at this point? Oh, no. you, guys, you would be shocked, Dennis. No, You'd I wouldn't because people are just desperate <laughs> for. There's so many awesome fans of the show. Awesome I appreciate fans. everybody. Yes. Awesome yeah. fans. I mean, we're all related to them and married to them, but still, there's some awesome fans of the show. So, you speaking know? of awesome, awesome fans, if you are a fan of Triple Combo, please email us at, tri- at uh, triple drain at gmail.com. While you send that email, go ahead and cc silverballchronicles at gmail.com and say something along the lines of like, hey, Triple Combo is my favorite segment of pinball. David Dennis, go choke on something. You know, yeah. just write whatever you want on, and, and, and we'll just see what happens. And yeah. then put at the end, P.S. Screw you, David Dennis. And then yeah. he'll know it, it wasn't for us. Now, if you yeah. don't like Triple Drain, then when this is posted on the TPN Facebook, yeah. just put a comment there because they're going to suppress it otherwise. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can say what you want yeah. about David Dennis. I don't care one way or the other, but um, <laughs> but we could possibly kill this segment and kill two no, sound bites no. at the same time. Hey, could we you? will read hate mail. If we get hate mail, we will. I will read it live on the next I, podcast. I'm sure you would, Perfect. Travis, but, but Joel, your Joel looks like mail. he's got a little bit of the sensor streak in him. Like, he looks oh, no. like his favorite color of pin is red. Oh, that sort. oh, I see. I'm ready. Did. I got yeah. the robe that and Jack Daniels. Bring your worst. I Let's do. go. <laughs> All I can imagine is David Dennis like, hey, we got emails. Like, we got, <laughs> we got <laughs> several <laughs> Chronicle emails. Several Chronicle emails are like 80% Bruce Nightingale emailing corrections in. So, honestly, yeah. this is probably not this is probably not any different. Uh, that'll be great. All right. So, that's triple combo. So, let's roll into another segment, which we don't have a soundbite for. We don't have a soundbite for. And believe it or not, Dennis, this is all for you man this is an idea popped into travis's head a whopping few hours ago and it's all about how do we get the guest you know normally we have an extra ball and they contribute but you're the extra ball plus so we want just that little bit more and we're gonna sit we're gonna pay the same amount but we would just want that little bit more um out of you so what i don't know you called it hot takes we could probably we could probably think of something better but um so yeah buckle up really each of us have one question for you and uh we just want your opinion so I don't know. Travis, this is your segment. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. We don't have a prompt, do we? 
No, we don't have a soundbite. Just... Okay, yeah, I was waiting for the soundbite. Okay, you you thought of this three hours ago. How are we well, going to have you a soundbite? You know sound what, bite? Joel? I'm sorry. Okay, every time we come up with a segment, somebody already has a soundbite ready to go. I'm spoiled. Okay, I apologize. Uh, All right, Dennis. Yes, you yes, are like Travis. you are my favorite person in pinball. You're my favorite person in Kansas City. Outside oh, we're, of Carrie, we're qualifying but it now. You're, okay. you're like my second, you're like my second favorite there. You are my favorite person on TPN. Mm. Screw Joel, screw Tom. Thanks. Can I have your hoops for fifteen hundred dollars? No, I'm afraid not. No. Well, shit. I Great guess I, I guess I moved down to third. Yeah. Was this whole was this whole segment just to try to buy his hoops? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Proceed on with the segment. It's going great uh, so far. So I actually, maybe I'm a D idiot. I actually thought of a real question, which was, okay, <laughs> Dennis, if you, if your room was magically a little bit wider and you could slide one more pin in and Zach was like, Hey, I've really loved having you on TPS. Any modern pin that you want right now, what do you want? I'll send it to you. Which one would you pick? Godzilla. Which one? Godzilla. Pro or premium. Which one? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, sorry. Uh, premium. Premium and yeah. why is that? Uh, I really like the diverter uh, that's done with the center building, so I think that is enough to, especially if I'm not paying, that just sort of takes it over the edge versus mm-hmm. the pro specifically. So, if uh, follow up question, even though I'm only supposed to have one, yeah, you're let's only say, supposed to have one. Let's say your room didn't magically get wider, and Zach said, "Hey, I'll give you Godzilla Premium, but you got to give me one of your pins. Which would be the first one you'd take out? Uh, probably Super Orbit." Super orbit. Okay. No, sorry. I, ch- I tried to get your hoops there, Travis, but he won't, e- he won't even swap it out that way. So Tom, are you hearing this? He's encroaching <laughs> on your question time right now. Hey, it was a, fl- okay. it was a gentle follow up. If you want to, you want to throw in a follow up of your favorite. Okay. I would like to throw in a follow up. Okay. Thank you, Joel. So this okay. is hot takes. This is hot takes plus. Okay. <laughs> $2,000 for your hoops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that is what the seller actually listed it for back when I bought it was 2000 that's not I'm what hearing, i paid but then, what year was that <laughs> that was oh gosh uh 2018 i believe okay. so i guess what you're saying is is you're not going to take two thousand dollars in 2021 i'm afraid not no. oh gosh my i sold a sharky shootout for two thousand dollars back in what 2019 I probably got four nowadays. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Travis, if you want a crappy Gottlieb game, I'm sure we can <gasps> find you one. Don't you say that. <laughs> Did you just call hoops crappy, Tom Graff? Well, it's the better of the street level games, but yeah, I did. Hey, does oh. it does it have powder coat? Does Ooh. it have anti reflective glass? <laughs> does it have a topper? And if the answer is no, it's crappy. So okay, yeah. well, that's true. Yeah, that's it true. is not in. Yeah, I. Sorry, you know, Joel, guys. I forgot. Joel, I do any have pin, a Turtles Pro, you know. Okay. Pin, okay. All right. Any pin that is not in Tom's collection is automatically crappy. I I forgot. I, I apologize. You're getting smarter. All yeah. right, Tom. So it's uh, it's time for your question, and feel free to have a follow up. Okay, my question will be in three parts. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You don't even talk. Um, he's clearly been, ins- in he's been inspired by his uh, his continuing <laughs> education class today. So we've, we've got a three part three point what question. Yeah, you're getting I've known you Tom for several years. It feels like, and I've never known you to talk in three parts. But... All right, never mind. I want to hear this. Yeah, okay, now go. now I'm intrigued. Let's go. Yeah. 
Dennis? Part one. How do you put up with Zach? Well, I only have to do it every other week. Uh, mm. You you might recall that we did try and run the pinball show with me on it every single week in, yes. in 2020. And I had to request that it stop. <laughs> I couldn't. I was burned out. I was going to quit the show. I, so I, I was like, now it wasn't just Zach that was burning me out. But I was just like, <laughs> it was way too much. So the secret is I actually don't talk to Zach outside of, I mean, other than like Expo and stuff. I don't actually v- verbally talk with him except on the show. That's the only time I talk. To him, unless there's like an emergency with TV or something. Text or messages or anything like that. Uh, yeah, no, text and stuff because I can just answer those when I'm when I'm set. Uh, sure. And it's less like it's less contentious than like the show is the show, uh, but outside of that, it's not the same. So it's mm-hmm. much more sane outside of the show. It okay. leaves Zach wanting more. That's what Joel. Is. This is my time. Thank you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You just got served, Joel. You just got Tom. Part two. Part two, Tom. Part two. Part two. How badly do you hate market trends? Uh, Not as much as I play up on the show. Uh, My problem isn't the idea behind market trends. I actually think the idea behind market trends is solid. It's that it's super, super fake. (laughs) So, and they're screaming goats. Well, the, all right, the goat, the goats, and people still write into TPN, they, the the pinball network at gmail.com, and they complain about almost wrecking their cars and stuff because the goats are louder than everything else and it scares them. It scares their wives. It scares their children. It scares their dogs. And so that's, that's, but again, I don't hear that when we record because Zach drops all that in in post. Hmm. My problem with the market trends, though, is that he just makes up the market number. He says he doesn't, but I think he does. And as you've probably heard, it's gotten so fake at this point. Half of the trends aren't even about pricing anymore. Be like Cactus Canyon trending up. It just got announced. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! What a shock! What a shock! And, and it's like no. And like I hear there's still some even at distributors. How is it trending up on price? It's just it just is, Dennis. Don't question my numbers. So I'm like, okay, numbers don't lie, right? Yeah, right. So I usually just slip in a few what I think of as jokes, or if I'm really tired, that's when you don't hear me talk during market trends at all, because I'm just like, it'll go faster if I don't interrupt. So I just assume when you're not talking that like you've like, all right, I've had enough. You can record market trends by yourself. (laughs) That that does happen sometimes, but not (laughs) but not usually. I usually said that's only Uh, if like, okay, the Chiefs game starting at noon and you started 45 minutes late, Zach. So I'm I'm done at at 11:55 and hanging up. Nice. All right. Part 3. Part 3. Have you ever had a dream where you strangled Zach? Not not <laughs> strangulation, no. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> Drowning? Oh. <laughs> Smothering. In a hot tub? In a hot tub. <laughs> We're getting closer. <laughs> We're getting a little more above ground than that. Oh boy, this is a good segment. I'm. I think we're. I think we're onto something with hot takes. If anybody could think of literally any better title than that, um, or if you have a soundbite for it. Oh my god! No, don't don't give them a soundbite. There we go. We got a soundbite next time. Stay to in advance. There's your end, Glenn. Your triple drain at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Glenn, we're calling you up, buddy. Here yeah. we go. All right. Um, what else do we have on these? Uh, Legends of Valhalla. I see it on the list. Tom, you made the list. What do you want to say about Legends of Valhalla? I played it. I thought it shot pretty well. Um, my only complaint is there's what, like 22 modes or something like that. 
it it just seemed like it was shoot shoot this flashing light kind of game and i didn't know uh i I, did you play it joel or dennis yeah i know travis i I only got one game on it though yeah i played a couple and i just thought it just to me it seemed like a little unfinished but i i was just wondering what your thoughts so once you got through the 22 modes you there was just nothing left (laughs) (laughs) correct well here's here's a good question is bowden coming in to refine the code is he associated uh, with? He wasn't hired for rules. I think he's like a marketing. T- I don't. I don't want to. I can't remember. But I don't think he's the. I don't think he was listed his job title as rules there. That's what I was always really? just thinking. Yeah, I was always just thinking that um, that wherever he would end up, you know, I was trying to when everyone was speculating. Oh, well, what's going to happen with Steve after Deep Root? You know, I I was always in that box of well, if it's I was only thinking rules, and that meant well, probably either spooky or. American pinball. Cause they were the only ones where I thought they might have rules people that didn't have to be computer programmers too. But, hmm. but then I, I don't remember what his, uh, someone wants to check the Facebook. I think it, uh, on their American pinballs page, it lists what he was hired as. I mean, you'd think they'd, even if he was hired as something else, they'd still want to, they'd still probably value his input. On well, rules. My, my personal guess regarding legends of Valhalla is that they are basically changing nothing beyond what they had to change from what riot pinball did. So I think the code is done and that he will not yeah. touch it regardless of his title. Yeah. Was so then Tom, too. it's safe to say that you are not impressed with the code or you think <laughs> something is lacking or I, I just think something's lacking. I, you know, it, you, you basically from my experience anyways, you, you, you start a mode, which is, you know, battle some character. Um, and then you're, you're out of that mode, whether you beat it or it times out and then you're going right back into it. It reminds me a lot actually of Star Trek to an, to a little bit of an extent, but without more stuff in it, I guess. I don't I I know I only played a few games and I yeah it was easy for me to like oh it looks like I hit one shot and boom I'm battling this person but this person doesn't seem besides a few different shots being lit it's not I didn't see much variation there but what I will say is there were a few because uh the TPN booth at Expo was right literally right next to a bunch of uh Valhalla machines and um there were a few of the other TPN some of the more competitive players actually were like um i'm actually liking this now like they once they learned some of the rules there were things about it that they started to enjoy so i don't i don't have enough time on it it didn't i mean there are other games that i've stepped up to and immediately enjoyed this wasn't one of them but with that being said there may be something there that i just haven't i don't know what do you not like about it See, I got to ask the questions because i've never played it and you three have so what What? did you not like about it okay so when I stepped up to Godzilla, there were I looked at the shots and I was like, "All right." And I started shooting and none of the shots felt well, familiar, but they were fun. Like it was easy you, to find you, those shots. Are you about to compare I mean, an Elwin game? Yeah, yeah well, it's just Valhalla. I'm saying, not there, be were fair. Feet away. Speak. there were okay, 10 right, feet Tom. away. There were 10 feet away. So, <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. I apologies, yeah. Joel. Go ahead. <laughs> just Let's talk because, about how great Godzilla is. Just because the shots weren't like on Godzilla, just because the shots mm-hmm. weren't where I assumed they were when I first started flipping doesn't mean I didn't enjoy myself. When I stepped up to Legends of Valhalla, there's a center ramp and mm-hmm. I trapped up and I went to hit that center ramp and I missed it by a lot. 
like a lot, a lot. And a lot of, I had a few other people do the same thing. That center ramp, you have to hit that thing super early and it barely had enough energy to, to, to hit that. So once I finally found the shots in the game, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't enjoying them. Like they weren't, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't have fun with those shots, but were you, so were you looking at it from the standpoint that if you were just playing this as a whitewood with nothing else, you felt like you would not enjoy just the layout itself? Because typically whenever I play a pinball machine for the first time, I try to think of it as if I'm just playing a whitewood and I just want to fill out the shots, like no sure. sound, no code, no anything. Yeah. Like what did you, if you look at it from that standpoint, what do you think? Well, yeah, in that standpoint, I mean, I think it's been clear or they're basically saying like the code is essentially done on Legends of Valhalla. And there are people, including Tom, that are saying like, I, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe that, you know, and then I know this is unfair, but you compare it to Godzilla, Godzilla's 0.8. And there are people already raving about how amazing this game is. And the code isn't even close to finish. Right. But, but I mean, to be fair, and to be fair, letter Kenny reference there, that, you know, if we compare anything to Godzilla, it's, it's just not going to be as good, you know? So so let's look at it this way. And Dennis, this is a good question for you too, since you played it as well. I think you said one time or two mm-hmm. times, however much yeah, you just played one, it. Just one for me. One was so, enough for me. So, so <laughs> if you compare this to anything that's out currently that's new, that's not Godzilla, how do you feel, Dennis, that this stacks up compared uh, to everything else that's currently out? Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I mean, geometrically, I didn't I did not find all my shots in one in one game. However, I thought that it was a reasonable shooter uh, from that mm-hmm. perspective. And uh, I just didn't have enough time to really get a read on the rules. Uh, and, you know, I thought that, well, I kind of understood what they I felt that they didn't seem to know, like they didn't have a plan to take advantage, probably because of the size of the team to take advantage of, say, the screen, for example. And so you see a lot of static imagery rather than going with animations because that's what they were equipped to do. So. Yeah, I think that layout, um, you know, it's a lot of shots were sort of towards the back and such. I think it, you know, the layout's okay. I think that people can walk up to that and probably be like, you know what, this shoot's okay. They'll probably be saying, eh, okay, yeah, it's not a Godzilla. Uh, maybe they enjoy the Mando shot more. Maybe they they think TMNT is, is an inferior shooter comparatively. Maybe that's kind of where I would sort of place it. And then you can start saying where rules start to make a difference, of course. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought it was it was fine. It's fine. Uh, what's the what's the straight down the middle approach? It's a B. Well, they'd give it a B, B plus, plus, but yeah, maybe B, I'd yeah. say a, you know I'd say somewhere in that like B minus to B range on the the layout seemed reasonable, relatively safe. Uh, I can't say there was anything like in the homebrew section that was creative about it, but it also wasn't like a mistake either. Where you're like, so no, we don't need a wrestling ring at the top of our game. <laughs> so what, what was what was a what was one what was one of the machines at Expo that you actually played more than once like what was uh, you're saying legend of valhalla didn't give you enough in that one game to want to play it again or wait in line again or push start again is what was a game that did make you like want to what play it more new than one? game yeah that's the important part what yeah, new the, game the only new game i played uh multiple times was uh godzilla manufacturer game i played uh, castlevania twice yeah why? See, okay. I heard Castlevania yeah. for everything. I, I've heard multiple people tell me that game was actually really, really good. I enjoyed yeah. it, which is why I played it twice. Hey, hey. There you go. That's what Dennis does when he enjoys something. And then I went over twice. to play Roller Disco. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have checked. Uh, so Steve Bowden's title at American Pinball is Corporate Account Manager and Creative and Marketing Consultant. 
That blows my mind. I, I just would have figured that he would have been a part of rules and stuff like that. And it's not because of deep root. It's because if you ever talk to Steve Bowden, his pinball IQ is just off the charts. Like he just exudes pinball and he has high end knowledge. So I'm very surprised that that's his title. Well, maybe the creative part of creative and they're doing creative ampersand marketing consultant. So I construed that as coming up with marketing plans, but maybe the creative side is weighing in on suggestions on rules, but like Kugler is going to still be lead on yeah. a lot of that. Uh, if Schober's still there lead on, you know, on some games are, are, you know, I always assumed that American pinball had enough. I mean, like, I always liked what, like, I didn't like Alien uh, as a layout, but I thought Schober's rule set for it was good. And so I always thought that, at least with him, with American Pinball, uh, that they had a strong rules guy. But of course, yeah, Steve's so into, and when you saw what what he went into on what he planned with Raza and trying to make that layout work, I thought, you know, he was really creative about trying to solve a lot of those layout problems that Raza had. Uh, And code can only go so far, of course, but... But yeah. he did what he could, and I, I think he did better than most would. So, yeah, but um, account manager. He's got there it, yeah. Go. But there's an ampersand in that title. I mean, he's, it sounds like he's going to do a, a bunch really of stuff. Long, this title is too long. He's the Cam <laughs> Kamaka. That just flows right off the tongue. Yep. Well, I think it would be – we also have to put it out there, too, that apparently from our understanding that American Pinball turned down the power – to the flippers as well. So anybody that played Legends of Valhalla, you might have experienced it to a point to where mm. the flippers weren't at their full power either. Oh, uh, I could okay. make my shots so, with it. So my misses were mine. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't so, so, I mean, because that's one of the things I heard from multiple people that they were saying, you know, the flippers were underpowered and they felt like they couldn't mm. make the shots. Okay. And so, and then I heard from other people as well. And I think, you know, Tom, Joel, you guys know what I'm referring to here. We were told by other people that they heard from the American pinball team that the flippers were actually turned down yeah. at some point. I don't know at what point that was, whether that was super early or later on or in the middle of the day, but keep that in mind. So if you were at pinball expo and you played legends of Valhalla at some point, keep in mind that the flipper power might have actually been turned down. And we all know that if you alter the power of the flippers, that that could drastically change how the layout actually shoots. Yeah. Maybe they did that later. I mean, I did, I did play it the first day that the vendor Mm -hmm. hall was open and that was before all of the Valhalla's were becoming hot wheels magically. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Or, or even. And maybe that was because maybe the flipper power was blamed for why the, the magical hot wheels transfer was happening <laughs> i heard i heard a lot of people commenting that and this happened to me as well the balls getting stuck in the lock mechanism on valhalla uh, hmm. but when when the game showed up at mgc uh there were no problems magic so, it's magic. magically fixed did you get to play it anymore Yes, MGC. I played it so, more at MGC than I did at the, Expo. Was there a big difference between that model and the one that you played at Expo? Well, I only played it once at Expo, and when I hit the lock shot, the ball got stuck. So, <laughs> so was that there a was big my difference? experience? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> MGC than Expo. Did you have a better experience at MGC? Yeah, I had yeah, a better yeah. experience you, at I MGC. It. Yes. So, when are you ordering your LE one? I I, I did not order one. 
He, it's not, so, nobody called him up late, you know, so after I will, <laughs> I will tell you three, after watching just some of the older streams of Legends of Valhalla, I haven't seen anything recent, but just the older stuff that's been around out there for a while. The layout intrigues me. The theme doesn't really intrigue me at all. Rule set, I have no idea what's going on. I haven't dove into it enough, but the layout intrigues me enough. So what I'm kind of worried about when I had a Hot Wheels, you know, the flippers, they were kind of all over the place. Sometimes it felt like they were overpowered. Other times it felt like they were underpowered. It was just the most bizarre thing. And I've had Jersey Jacks. I've had Gottliebs. I've had Williams. I've had Stearns. I've had, you know, American Pinball. So it's just uh, different things. Just they shoot different ways. So I'm really curious how this shoots because if the flippers are powered up properly, it looks like it could be a fun layout to me at least. So, I mean, would you three agree that it could potentially be a fun shooter if the flippers are powered properly? Sure. Yeah, but uh, yes. So as I noted, I thought the layout was okay, but I don't think, I mean, compared to some other games that already exist, I just don't think this layout would blow you away. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it's like, I, if you want, yeah. it, you know, it felt fairly flowy, but you know, yeah. if you want flow, you can always go get a Spider-Man or a Star Trek. Yeah. If you want to chase the blinky light, you can always get a Star <laughs> Trek too. So well, there so you go. The, You're two the, for two there. The funniest thing, and I should have mentioned this during the expo thing, I've heard from multiple people that they felt like the Sonic game was the game that shot really well. And everybody was pleasantly surprised about that. Did any of you three get to play that at I all? I did not play it. I did. No. I didn't. You did so okay. So Joel, how yeah. would you compare that against Legends of Valhalla? Because American Pinball announced that they were looking for potential homebrew yeah. pens for next year. So um, what do you think about that? I mean, if you're saying shot better, as in did I make my shots? Yeah, I, I made way more shots on so a Sonic Spinball, and that's because um, the the guy who made it, Ryan, he he basically said he wanted to make the game an easier pen. He wanted to make it more accessible to different ages. Um, so a lot of the shots, I mean, it was far from like Houdini, you know, where it was just crammed with tight shots. There were plenty of makeable shots. Those shots the, are findable on Houdini. That's right. True. My bad. But it's, uh, like the shot on Sonic Spinball with the right flipper. I mean that it's huge. Like it, it would be hard to miss. So, um, I have no doubt Sonic Spinball. If I don't know if they made that a production game, would they change the geometry in any way to make it a little more challenging for competitive players or whatnot i i don't know um but uh i mean i felt i felt like a better player playing the sonic game than i did legends of valhalla the the, the flippers felt good and snappy and i mean it felt uh i don't know uh i didn't i didn't have any complaints with with the way it shot or felt uh, the Sonic Spinball game. I mean, so if Sonic Spinball happened to be an actual production pin, mm -hmm. do you feel like a lot of people that play it would thoroughly enjoy it the way it shot? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, people are going to enjoy it because it's freaking Sonic and that's going to be enough for it to sell out immediately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If somebody made a Sonic pin, I mean, it would be, game over yeah I mean, it, it would, really it would, would be. yeah and it, and that's yep. not i'm not t saying anything against uh ryan and the guy who made it because it's it's gr it, it's great i mean it is really impressive what he's made but um i don't necessarily know like i don't know what's good it's not fair but it's like godzilla 
if Godzilla was a Whitewood, I would want to play it again because the shots are so unique. I can't, I don't really know of many other games that just give you that experience in shots if you're just going to strip away theme and everything else. Yeah, um, but but again, I, you know, and I agree with you. I'm glad you're making that assessment, Joel, because I would tell anybody that's listening, whenever you're playing a new pen, definitely think of it from a standpoint. If you're trying to figure out whether or not you like how it shoots, think of it from, from a standpoint that what if this was a white wood? How would I feel about shooting this right now? But the fact is, is that it's, you know, Elwyn is obviously the best designer in the game right now, probably in history at this point. So it's awfully hard to compare anything to what he's doing. You know what I mean? So it just, cause there's nothing that really does compare, but I mean, it is interesting to me to see that American pinball did put that out there, that th- there could potentially be other homebrew designs coming out. So I'd be curious, Dennis, what do you think? Cause you played Castlevania. I mean, how do you think about that? Did that, did that, you played it twice. So obviously it hit something in your core. So I heard something about that. Apparently there's a ramp in that game that changes or you can hit it from two different spots or what exactly is, what well, exactly is going on? You're probably there? thinking a ghost in the shell. Yeah. Is it ghost a, in the shell? Which has yeah. a ramp that has two entrance, like the, 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 the load and the unload work both ways. So you can. You'll have to look at a picture. This yeah. it's a, it's a unique ramp. The, the yeah. ramp exits as a ramp entrance as well. So you can go you can go into the ramp either way. It has like a 180, so it, mm-hmm. it spits up or down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Castlevania yeah. is the one where the left orbit is sort of guarded by a, a two pop against the uh, edge of the game. Uh the shots, it had a mix of easy shots and, and somewhat challenging shots. And it's just it was a it was just a different twist on the layout, which is and so was Ghost in the Shell. Uh, and that's sort of I think something that stands out with a lot of the homebrews. Uh and you know, I have no idea what what American pinball do. I mean Part of the thing with Castlevania, of course, that would help it is, do you get to keep the theme Castlevania? Because mm-hmm. that in and of itself is what most people are going to be interested in. Is you're seeing little clips from the video game of Simon's Quest or whatever one he was pulling from uh, while you're playing it. And so you're hearing the sounds from the video game and, you know, you got all that. Plus, it was a fairly unique layout. It seems that by and large, most manufacturers, in my view, don't take particularly extreme, especially lower third play field modifications uh we've seen a little bit of toying with like that was the big thing with rick and morty was hey look we got a we got a pop bumper instead of a sling yeah you know like how game plan used to do it but but now uh you know most people don't take take a lot of those chances i mean that's sort of like the that's like well that was what p3 did with why can we have a screen here well because people don't really change up the bottom portion of the games much anymore so it's a safe thing to do so yeah i'm not i'm not saying those were were that extreme of, of changes but i'm not sure my i'm rambling in the sense that i'm not sure american pinball ball ultimately is going to go for a game like that uh but it would be interesting if they would but we'll see i mean when i look at valhalla i don't get like again the layout I think the layout can be fun to shoot, but I also, when I see that layout, I didn't just go, holy cow, this is something that's just blowing my mind. We got magnet Newton balls and stuff. No, we've got scoops that might not give Thomas ball back. That's what we've got. <laughs> so, so maybe this is the question. Why, why did American pinball decide to make this game? Like what was, you know, I know like Stern's all about, we got to keep the line going and they're having no problems doing that. But was American pinball just, is it 
do we need to keep the line going? Here's a game that's 98% done. It's good enough. Or did they really see it as like, I see a high demand for a Viking themed game. I, or I, what, I think what? you, I think your former, your former presumptions, correct. I think that, I think they need to keep the line going for a while. They're trying to get geared up to do the Dennis Nordman games. Mm-hmm. And I think that let's see, cause I, I want to think I had heard that. What was it? Uh, I don't know if it was August or September or whatever, but one month was going to be them running Houdini's again. And then another month was them going to be running Oktoberfest again. And I didn't hear they needed to do another run on Hot Wheels. So based off of that, if my sources were accurate, it sounded to me like they were kind of scraping the barrel in terms of running the three games that they have, which again, given how long they've been having these same three games available, makes a lot of sense. So I could see them kind of being, them being at the point of, Oh gosh, we just got to move on. Hot Wheels bought him a ton of time because it was yeah. a a lot of it was perhaps I I think safely was their best received game of any of them. It's their only game with an actual license, even if it is a D tier one. <laughs> and but at some point, I mean, <laughs> they've been running it for a year and a half, yeah. so they got to move on at some stage. This isn't like Stern where it's like you know we took one of the hottest Disney properties of all time, Mando, and we got a slew of black backwarders on that and then elwin the designing god that we've never seen before drops the <laughs> best game he's ever done before on top of it and they've still got you know backwarders on things like turtles which are super popular licenses so yeah it's just it's just a different environment for american pinball and i think that yes i think their line had slowed good point i don't know i mean i i, I think if that's the idea of hey we need to fill the line for x amount of time this game boom and then they release it. Oh boy, we got a ton of orders. Let's actually release double that. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Look add, at, I mean, look at yeah. what they did with their LE. That yeah. they uh, and taking setting aside that weird Facebook post about we we didn't mean for it to be limited. So now we're just going to up and still keep it limited. Whatever. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. That maybe it's something Steve can fix as as the new marketing consultant. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. maybe maybe don't speak out of both sides of your mouth. It doesn't make sense, hmm. but. So setting, but going with what the numbers tell us, I think they were clearly surprised that there was that level of doing. I think their thought was, hopefully we'll sell close to these 300 of these, no plans to do a standard edition whatsoever. And then ideally the length of time it would take them to make the 300 would buy them enough time into the spring when they're hoping to do their next game, which I'm not even clear. I don't think the next one's a Dennis Nordman either. I, I think know. it's I think it's Sherlock Holmes and it's, they've had it in the bag for a little while now. But I think that probably for supply issues, they're not ready to drop it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And we can, I don't know, supply issues. We can transition that way if we really want to. I, I mean, there's or we can keep it real short. I I was trying to rack my head. I mean, you you hear I mean, Zach, obviously on the pinball show complains about it every week. It's just there's such a backlog of games and yet more new games are coming out. What's the logic there? Um, and part of it's like, well, why doesn't Stern just increase their capability? And, and what I've come to learn is it's not, it's not that they, they don't have enough space to make games or they, they don't have enough workers to make games. The problem is they don't have enough parts. <laughs> they don't have enough parts to make games. Um, uh Oh, Travis is pointing well, his finger. Here's the, here. well, here's the key of it all. Cause it didn't Stern, at their, I guess at the seminar at Expo, didn't Jack Danger say that they are producing more games than they ever have before? 
I thought I heard somebody tell me that, but I didn't see the seminar, so I don't know that for sure. It wouldn't surprise me if that's true. I'm pretty sure all the lines are going as fast as they possibly can. So, well, that's the question then. What I mean, we don't know because we don't, we're not behind closed doors, but if they added a third line, would that solve these issues or no? They haven't added a third line because they don't have enough parts to make a third line's worth of machines. Well, plus the third line is probably pretty expensive too overall. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure the primary issue is parts, uh, parts related. Uh, that's what Gary's been telling the distributors in their meetings. And there's no reason for them to be deceptive about what the yeah, flaw what, is. So if it's, if it's about getting stuff and shipping stuff and the container prices and, and you know, they're and who they're competing with. I mean, when you're talking like chips and stuff, yeah. it doesn't matter how big Stern pinball is. They aren't Ford. They're not yeah, going to win yeah. against the real large manufacturers that exist in the more needs oriented spaces. So, so the bottom line is that I understand the conundrum they're kind of in with, they've got these license schedules. And I think there was a, there was a discussion where it was Gomez who was sort of explaining that, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a need to, there are agreements that they have made now. I'm wondering, have they now at this point, given how long this has dragged on, had the foresight to, Think about either they're planning to ramp up and they got to catch up at some stage. There are only three ways it works. They either up their capacity so much that they can get through the backlog eventually. They're going to have to slow down on the licensing deals so that they quit doing the triple cornerstone at some point so they can finally finish the backlog. Or they're relying on people to finally just give up on their order and drop ordering entirely. And that's how they catch up as people just abort the order. There's only three options I know of. So, uh, and obviously all of those kind of suck for anyone who wants a game because none of them are, none of them are quick. I mean, the reports I'm now receiving are that there's discussions from Stern that 2022 is not expected to be good. In fact, it's expected to be worse, so much worse that the pros and the premiums are going to start being rationed out to their distributor network. And that's something that typically has only happened with the LE models. And we're talking significant, like I'm hearing 10 to 20% of what their wait lists are at those distributors. Yeah. Um, Travis has given a thumbs up like he's heard all this. And uh, I I'm know, agreeing with Dennis. Yeah. Yes. What, what he's saying, yeah, it's the same exact thing I've heard too. And that to me, I feel for the, I mean, apparently we're not supposed to feel for them, but I feel for the distributors, right? I mean, they if they're out there busting their butt, and they want to sell more games or they have sold more games doesn't matter they can't well, they can't s- now if they're going to be yeah, limited the, or rationed the the, the irony the of point? it all travis talked about like the crypto money and all of these people that are willing to pay sort of any price whatsoever and you have all these distributors now that there is this unprecedented demand for games from people that even with the price increases there's more demand now than there ever has been since mm-hmm. the 90s and you cannot, in a lot of cases, you cannot get the game new. You would have to. Now, those people with those means, they'll be able to get them on the secondhand market mm-hmm. through flippers. But for those, yeah, those distributors, there's no there's no real way to grow your business right now. And they only get paid when those games ship. 
So unless yeah. they've made an exception, like I'm taking money up front or whatever, which of course poses its own risks. Cause what happens if we already seen pinball has been plagued with the new shiny syndrome, the FOMO types where it's like, Oh, I was in on the turtles, but then I saw Led Zeppelin. So I was in on that, but I didn't get it. And then Mando came out. So then I moved my money over to that. I mean, the people do it a lot. Like I would have no patience for that. I'd be like, no, you're blacklisted. You've got to go. You got to go over to game. Well, does people. that mean, or coin giver or whatever? Yeah. So does that mean that it's almost like you need to treat every game like an LE? Like I want to put me on a list for whatever the next game is. Put me on the list for the next pro. And, and you're going to be that guy where you have to buy that pro. And the one time that you say no, you're now way down on that distributor's list of taking the uh, pro. I know? mean, possibly, but I, you know, here's my read. Uh, and I don't know because different distributors are going to have different ways to do it. My sense is most of these lists aren't particular. like it's already probably a confusing mess because the way it seems a lot of them do it is it's like you can go like Tom could go in and say, hey, put me down for the next LE. And Travis could go in and say, put me down for the next LE, but only if it's yes. And then Joel, you could say, well, put me down for the next LE anything, but I want to be down for only a pro if it's rush. You see, and <laughs> yeah, they try yeah, and accommodate yeah, all yeah. this. Why but are you a- guys so mean? It's just a weird, Tom's still here. You just Tom's get this, here. You just back, get this weird blend. You just get this weird blend. And here's the thing that I think makes it extra complicated for Stern, unlike what we've seen some of the other manufacturers do, is Stern is kind of like, hey, if we haven't built your game and shipped it out yet, you eat every price increase we do until we build your game. Yeah. So think about yep. all those people that are still waiting. There are people that have been, I've told by one distributor that he still has people that were day one Mandalorian orders that he has not been able to fulfill. Yeah. They've already had, true. they've already yep. had to eat the $300 price increase on connected. They're going to eat the Godzilla match price come January one, and they aren't going to get their game before January. And it's going to happen every year. Cause Stern's going to raise their price every year. Minimum. Here's how crazy the backlog is. So Dennis, since you mentioned this, I got a buddy that has a GNR LE. It just now got delivered two days ago and he ordered it i think last uh december <sighs> to give you an idea and here's the funny part joel you just sighed here's the funny part it didn't even come with a power cord <laughs> did Whoops. it did it have scoop protectors though ah, shit i don't know <laughs> mine didn't i know yeah but no it's so it's it's just one of those crazy things that you know Here's the thing. Here's the harsh reality about what is going on with pinball right now is that realistically dealers and distributors do not need to do any list whatsoever. So if you are on a list, consider yourself lucky because the fact is they don't have to do it. And guess what? They would sell out (laughs) out of everything that Mm -hmm. they have just because the demand is so high and there's just no way that anybody can meet what the demand actually is. That's just the reality of 2021 pinball. When we were, when we were doing our pre-show discussion, Zach and I on the last uh, pinball show, and we were talking about all the backlog stuff uh, ahead of time, you know, he asked for what, like, well, what would you do, Dennis? And it's like, well, let me tell you what I do. What I would do is if you're, you've got lists and you've got anything that you now have heard, because some of these schedules are, are announced, you know, Zach often shares those on the air. If you know there are certain games that aren't going to be built for 12 months, I would drop those people off the list immediately and just say, no, I'm not keeping you anymore on this list. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to me to keep track of it. 
uh, I'm going to have to contact you anyway when there's a new price increase because you'll have to agree to the new price increase. It's just it's gotten kind of silly. And I know it's a big change from what they're used to. But lists make sense if you think you can fill someone in a couple of months. It doesn't make sense over a year. It, to yeah, me, it doesn't. But if somebody... no, there's no point to doing it right now. In this climate, there's zero point because just like you said, I. it's funny that you mentioned that. And Joel, I'm sorry for no, you're cutting good. you off here. but. I talked to a distributor this morning and they said the exact same thing, that the reason why that they don't do lists is because if they do a list, then if there's a price increase, they have to contact everybody that's on there that's already committed to something and say, hey, here's the price increase coming. Then they also have to keep contacting them and tell them, okay, here's the delay here or here's when your game might come. And then when that time frame is missed, they have to contact them again. And it's just a whole mess. And I had somebody finally tell me, I just stopped doing lists because there's no point. And I know as soon as I put it up for sale, it's going to be sold out yeah. regardless. So there's no point to doing it. Well, that's what I was going to say was what if somebody, so like Elvira, I understand we mm -hmm. have a new Elvira that just came out, but Zach on the pinball show has been talking about Elvira, like Elvira for whatever reason has been the thing that keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And, when somebody reached out to Zach though and says, I want to buy an Elvira is Zach taking his own money and giving it to Stern. Like I want an Elvira is there. Cause if that's the case as a distributor, like if you're, if you're giving away money and then waiting to get the item for that, because I, I Stern isn't taking an interested list. Like Stern has taken orders. And mm -hmm. if somebody backs out of an order, Zach's not getting his money back. Right. I mean, well, and uh, and Zach or, or, Stern, or Stern can can write in with a correction. My understanding is Stern collects a deposit on the LEs, so those oh. those amounts are sent in, but not for the rest. Instead, okay. the distributors give them an order list of here is what the current products I want to come off of your line, and then Stern will tell them, okay, we will get you these games at this point, or what based off of what the reports I've had are is now what they're saying is, okay, we're going to be doing a run of Mando premiums in, in February, let's say mm -hmm. you have an order for 50. I'm sending you six. And the distributor doesn't have to pay for those six Thanks. until those six are, are, are ready to ship. But that's, that lets them know how many they're going to get. And it's not going to be enough to satisfy their wait list. So the reality is if if Zach decided today, Zach or any other distributor, if he's saying, all right, I have I've been waiting on 20 guardians for a year. And if he decides, all right, I'm calling up all my 20 people. And he said, I'm sorry, but the timetable is not showing anything good. I know you've hung out with me for a year. I can't like I I can't. There would be no reason for Zach to then call up Stern and say, like, cancel my 10 orders, my 20 orders for guardians. Because even if it's going to be whatever six months, a year, two years, whenever he, if he actually gets those guardians, he'll take them, right? Because he's going to sell them. Yeah, no, pinball is so sell uh, well. As Travis had noted from the distributor yeah. he spoke with, pinball's so hot right now. He gets anything in from Stern, he'll be able yeah. to sell it without a list. That's I wouldn't. I mean, if I were him, I wouldn't worry about being able well, to unload product. Here's the, whole, the other question. The whole issue is there's no value in pre-ordering it anymore. It doesn't but make you any more money. Or if anything. you don't have a list, if you're just going to get a machine, why? does he even have to sell it at msrp like you don't i mean the yeah. fact is I, I know listeners will hate hearing this but the fact is dealers and distributors currently in 2021 that are selling pins especially le's at msrp are losing money I, that's just a fact 
because the everything has shifted so quickly over the past year and a half. Money has shifted so quickly. The new people in the hobby has shifted so quickly that I don't think the MSRP has kept up with actual demand. Mm-hmm. And it's just simple economics. That's what's happening right now. So, I mean, those are the facts. And, you know, I hate it because I wish I could get an LE for $8,500. I mean, that would be nice because I have a few LEs in my collection in the past, but there's just no way once it got up to 10.5, there's just no way I can keep up with that. But that being said, I still think that they have not found the ceiling on it either because of the demand that's out there. It's just the way the economics are working out currently. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the catch I would note is it could depend as well, though, on what their, what their distribution agreements mandate. So for example, they might have the, they might have the allowance, cause I've seen it a number of times to go over MSRP on the LEs, but they might not have that allowance on pro and premium. Uh, and it may depend by company, what the requirements are to maintain the distributorship and I'll, uh, I've avoided doing it, but I'll, I'll pull in for my other, my other hobby, which is watches. So a uh, case in point, Rolex distributors cannot sell above MSRP or they will lose the right to sell Rolex, which is devastating to any jeweler that does it because it's the biggest watch brand. So, hmm. yeah, to my knowledge, I don't think any single pinball manufacturer has a price ceiling on anything currently. As of today, I don't think that mm. there is across and, the and board. And I, I haven't heard that there is either. And it would be an interesting experiment because yeah. the difference is I know that happened like in the 80s and 90s that they would. I mean, that was part of the, you know, Tom's disdain for Gottlieb street level aside. One of the biggest problems <laughs> with Gottlieb street level when Premier did it was the distributors didn't sell at the MSRP. They sold them at the same price as the Williams games or just 100 or 200 dollars left less. And that was not what Premier wanted. They were designed to be sold much cheaper. And it just didn't happen. But now with the internet, we all know what the MSRPs are. And I yeah. don't know, even with the demand, how many people that normally buy direct that won't pay the secondhand prices would, I don't know, throw a hissy fit about the, no, whoa, 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 what's with this whole distributor network? Uh, plus, you know, we've already seen Stern starting to do experiments, gateways where they're selling direct. Stern's going to sell at MSRP. So, what happens if your distributors, I mean, that's the other choking factor is if that's going to be Stern's going to say anything you want, they keep playing with this more and more, not just with the home pins. They've been doing it with the main lines, letting you go to them to buy. I, you know, that's going to, that's going to be an artificial throttle again, because amazingly Stern's always going to fill its wait list uh, and be able to satisfy it too. It's, it's miraculous yeah. how that works. Well, we talked before we started filming that, uh, uh, Tom apparently he's one pin away from being out of the hobby, and that only pin, <laughs> the only pin, the only pin that's going to keep him in this hobby is Rush. But with the if Rush is true, Tom, you're for sure going in on an LE. But if if you know your LEs in the past, you probably had relationships with distributors that like, yep, I got you, I got you taken care of. They may even gave you some bit of a discount or whatnot. Yeah. If if things are going the way they're going, if you hear from you know your multiple dist- distributors like, all right. I got one for you, but I'm sorry. I got to go whatever a thousand over MSRP. Cause that's literally what everybody else is doing. There are other people that are doing more, but if you say no, I it's, I don't know. Like you're I, stuck, right? It's no, rush. I, I, I become a pro buyer. <laughs> oh no. This, this is your dream theme. Okay. Yeah. Tom, don't, Tom don't Graf. kill your gene, your dreams, Tom. Yeah. 12, don't be like 000. me. Don't let the dreams die. Tom, <laughs> if somebody said $12,000 rush LE, you really turn that down? What are the songs? 
Who designed it? Oh my gosh. Who oh, okay. Who who designed it? Uh, Borg, Borg uh, designed it. Let's yeah, say it's yeah. Borg. Let's let's say theoretically it's yeah. John Borg designing. Yeah. And let let's say they <laughs> Ooh, had plenty of those one. Iron Monger uh, magic Zeppelin spinners left over. So there's going to be a drum set that rises up from the playfield as your bash toy. Let's say that theoretically oh. speaking. And yes. let's say it has blue ramps also. There's a lot of speaking. there's a lot of air quotes by the oh, way wait. going on right who's now. Co- who's yeah. coding it, Travis? I'm not saying anything. I know you're trying to trap me. <laughs> I I appreciate you're trying to. I'm not giving anything away. I didn't but think let's you just would. say, let's just say ten thousand dollars, Rush Le. Ten. That would be MSRP. That would be shit. Twelve thousand dollars, Rush Le. Wait, wait, Tom, I decided do not self-incriminate. Zach Minnie, you better charge this man MSRP. Yeah, do not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the thing. What we're getting at is it uh, that just goes to show you it's awfully hard when you do have a dream theme, yeah. right? Because I'm guilty of it. I got an Avengers right behind me. Yeah. You know, when you have a dream theme, you're just and you're into pinball, you're willing to pay a little bit more because it's easy to convince yourself. And I hate to say this because it's total first world problems, but it's easy to convince yourself. Well, it's just another two thousand or three thousand, and it's easy to say that if you're paying it with a credit card or you know, yeah. you know what I mean, or if you're saving up money for it. So let I me mean, let me play the devil's advocate. You, what, what's your okay. dream theme? Was it Star Wars? Who are you talking to? There's, Travis. There's three, Travis Murray. Star. My dream theme, truthfully, was Avengers. Okay. Yeah. So you you got your LE. Yeah, I like I hit the freaking lottery that yeah. L1 created Star. Yeah, or created Avengers. Yeah. 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 I'm a nerd. Yeah. I, I yeah, that's just how it is. You, but if if your dream theme your second dream theme was Star Wars, would And it was. And it was. Were yep. you were you disappointed in that pin? No. So well, <laughs> So here's what happened. I purposely <laughs> skipped over the LE for Star Wars because the Sith version was the premium, and that's the version I wanted. So okay. if, Travis, Travis is a bad boy. Yes, thank you. Well, he's, he's only, sitting, my wife only says that, but I appreciate you saying that too. Thank you. He's sitting here dressed up, drinking Jack Daniels and Diet yeah. Dew. So yeah. hey, you know, you you live large in Oklahoma, so you know, you now it is. But no, so so what's the question exactly? Like, are you talking about from a design standpoint? Am I like upset about Star Wars? Or I mean, you didn't have you to just buy the, the overall LED, package of it. You, you didn't have you know, to buy the, the LE. Like, you, you know, made the decision to pass it up. That it didn't have any toys in it. That's what he means. It didn't have yeah. any toys in it. Oh. So were well, you sad? You know, if you if you play the game long enough, you discover the toy because you destroy the the Death Star and you it makes the like egg. the little eggs, the poor, little egg poor sound. Little scrambled, <laughs> the poor little yeah, scrambled yeah. egg. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, like I destroyed the egg, I was were, happy about it. Were you, you know? disappointed I mean, it? didn't show every movie clip in its entirety from episode four to oh, episode God. six. God, you know, are, are you disappointed? They went with a clo- clone wars narrator call out instead of having like a knockoff emperor voice. <laughs> Execute order. Yeah. The ball. You know what? So, Why can't so, you destroy the scrambled egg? Here, here's what I'll say about star Wars. Okay. Here's what I'll say about star Wars. I, so 
from a code standpoint, I think, and I've talked to Joel and Tom about this. I think, I think Dwight had his hands tied because of the way that everything was set up. I mean, it was awfully hard to make it to where anything in that pen was going to be coherent at all because you're dealing with a trilogy, right? Yeah. So how the hell are you going to make it to where all the movie right. kit clips can play in a row? Of course. Of course, yeah. Second part, if I want to watch the damn movie, I will set my happy ass on my couch and I will watch the movie. Thank you. If I, yeah. I want to play pinball, I will hit start and I'll hit some flippers. And guess what? I can't look at the LCD because I'm looking at the damn pinball moving around. That's just the way I feel. I'm sorry, Joel. I'm, no. I'm yelling right now. And we I all apologize. know we all know, or Travis has let us in behind the curtain that when he plays pinball, he really is only looking at the art between yes. the slings. He doesn't even look no, in the upper half of the play. I field. have no chance to look at the LCD. I mean, I will yeah. say it right here. I think the LCD is the most unnecessary advancement in pinball. <gasps> That's I a Gomez line. I tr- <laughs> is it really? He, oh. That was well, then, when they finally switched over to Spike too. He was kind of like, you know, the game's on the play field. I, you know, I still don't think this is. But this is what people want. But it's I don't think we need it. But I was agree. My, my read uh, the, on him. The only time I look up is just to see what is my score. What else do I need to do to advance to the next so section of the game? What if Spike Three is sticking a monitor in the apron? Would you be happy? No. What if it's a pin? <laughs> what if it's a pin bar? No. What if I don't, they have I don't the want pin that bar? Either. But with a, no. with with the no. non sharp corner Stellar Wars edition. Hmm. I will only accept the pin bar if I get the money that Robert Mueller was getting. Oh, wow. Wow. What um, do you mean, oh, wow, Joel? That was a great joke right it's there. It's a good I'm joke. I, I, I'm, I'm reacting to your joke. It's a lot of money. Oh. That would be, yes. Yeah, I would be a millionaire is what I'm saying. Wait, what I'd was probably it? be arrested, but I'd also be a millionaire, so True. it's okay. It's like no, it's I fine. heard a thousand magic girl owners crying <laughs> cry out wow. and suddenly <laughs> we're silenced <laughs> yeah. by a pin Here, bar here's here's all i want with pinball i just for the x multiplier yeah, exactly well yeah that's that's a little sketchy yeah i agree but 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 that's the other here there is have you really experienced star wars until you Why hit a 40 x multiplier the <laughs> <laughs> um, okay i will agree the multipliers yeah. are a little out of control okay i see where you're going with this i agree but damn it that death star egg that just gets you going let me tell you with the hyper Loop. Yeah, yeah. With with the hyperloop, yeah, yes. Yeah. Especially when the hyperloop fells and that ball just kind of just went dicks its way. It is what it is. <laughs> so we got down this Star Wars path because we're World talking under yeah. glass, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were talking called. about yeah, yeah. we were talking about LEs, and we we gave Tom a hypothetical of what if distributors could set their price. And the reality is, we have a situation where distributors can set their price. And we're going to round out the show here with Elvira 40th Edition, right? So Elvira's 40th Edition, distributors have the ability to set their price, yes. and it seems like. There's still a few out there, right? And it's yep. And these I guess we kind of have a sense of the upper limit up and up and up and up and up. Um, but it's also it's not a new game. That's the thing. It's not. This is not a new game. There's already been the premium owners. There's already been the whatever the super limited edition owners. We already had those people that thought they had the highest version of the game, and now all of a sudden we have a new higher version of the game. Um, 
I don't know. Anybody saw? I mean, I saw it. It was beautiful. It's very pretty, but. I saw someone had uh, messaged me, messaged Zach as well, um, messaged both of us, and they had suggested it was an interesting theory. Uh, I haven't heard it confirmed anywhere, but uh, and their theory was, hey, the sales orders going out of the factory, you know, things are so far behind versus the wait list and stuff that maybe this was Stern's attempt to throw a bone to their distributor network and say, here, charge what you want. Um and and pocket the profit because you all ain't getting paid until we ship games and we know you're some of you are kind of hurting because hmm. you're just not everyone thinks you're making money hand over fist but we're not actually shipping anything out so uh, or or maybe they are but it's just not as much as what their list you know everyone's thinking they were going to be make you know getting rich here and they're not um I don't know it was an interesting theory I've heard Stern's take on this is around the price of the SLE to the end user so. So if you're, but I mean, given that if it's moving at 25,000, that would mean about 10 K of profit. True. Yeah. And I, I apparently on the pinball show, Zach has two of them. He's got number 40, but he's saying it's going to include the topper. So it's a, uh, Elvira 40th spooky or sorry, an Elvira 40th edition plus, right? Cause it's got that topper yes, thrown in there. Yes. So, if it was yeah. a spooky edition, it would have included an additional scoop. Oh, at least one. Right. Yeah. At least one. Yes. I don't know. Any other thoughts on Elvira? I think it's hard uh, to get excited about it. Hmm. Okay. You'd have to be like an, as, well, as you noted, Jill, you'd have to basically, you'd have to be an ultra Elvira fan and not have already gotten in on the SLE. That somehow version. missed out on uh, the SLE and, version, right? Yeah. And it's possible. It is possible. I mean, they'll, they'll probably be able to move them out eventually. It's just, I, I just don't, I just don't see the, I don't see the value in yeah. it. Okay. Um, but that being said, I have heard the reason why Elvira keeps getting pushed back on the bill, the premiums, is that Stern Factory hates building that game. Like it's a challenge for them to build. It's the hardest game they have to build for whatever. Hmm. I don't know why, but something about it mechanically is difficult. But yeah, and they just sold the 40th. Sure. But this may be <laughs> yeah. the thought was some of the people that have been waiting and now will have to wait even longer. Because mm-hmm. they pushed back yet again, was my understanding, the premium run. I mean, it's been pushed like three times now. Yeah. That, okay, well, if you're sick of waiting, <laughs> drop your 25K and solve your problem. Tom, are you yeah. on that list? Are you one of the premium guys? Uh, Maybe. He's oh, like, wow. not anymore. I'm Tom wants an Elvira. Tom wants an Elvira. But not the fourth. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. I really Tom, like Elvira. I wish I what? had one, but. What in your collection, Tom, would you be willing to give up for an Elvira 40th anniversary edition? Uh, maybe my medieval madness. Royal? I mean, it's not going to hit whatever they're asking for. I was about to say, is your uh, medieval madness worth $30,000? No. He's going to replace the castle but with I, the haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Maybe for a premium. But yeah, the the fortieth is uh, it's out of my price range. Well, if somebody wants to trade uh, their Elvira House House of Horrors for a Medieval Madness, uh, email us at triple drain at gmail <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that? I feel like I feel like that's pretty good for the list. We're approaching. We're at an hour forty five. I know everybody's waited what, with. What about the spooky breath. changes? 
Yeah. Oh, you didn't I didn't even, even see that, Joel. So our notes, our notes are really good. It's Joel, just you one suck. big paragraph. I suck. Gosh, I know. Joel. I'm driving the bus. I'm driving the, the bus. I'm trying changes, to. Joel. I'm trying to pull us into the parking lot, take us home. I knew. No, I should have accepted my trade to loser kid. I I don't know why I didn't. Your trade? Who? What are, what are we? We're not getting anything out of that trade. Yeah, Travis exactly. is saying, yeah, he's going to go to loser kid and be their third wheel, but we'll see. Um, It'll all right, happen. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Changes. Spooky. Once again, Tom, you made this list. What do you want to? What do you want to talk about with the spooky changes? Uh, well, first of all, we know that uh, Bowen is not a part of Spooky anymore. He made a post True. about it. He made that very clear that um, he, yeah, he's just, he is in really in no part associated with Spooky. He's had no part in Halloween or Ultraman. He's thrown out some ideas. They've not used them. And that's that. So. That's that. That's that. (laughs) Dennis is shaking his head. So he's confirmed. Yep. All right. (laughs) Yep. Um. I mean, what uh, can I, you say? It's just, it's very confusing why they wouldn't use Bowen. Uh, for me, it's confusing. Now, obviously, I, they, I don't think it's a, it's a situation in which they just said, hey, we don't like your rule set or your suggestions that you're making. I think that they already had it in their minds that they weren't going to go that direction, which, you know, to be honest with you, after playing Halloween for, I think about six or seven hours at this point. I I think it could use a little Bowen direction. Are you sure? Off. Maybe you need to put some more time on it. Yeah. No, Dennis, I will not do that. <laughs> Have you I taken rather, the glass off would, and, and no, found all I the would, switches yet? I will let you know right now. Here's but it's my a review. dream theme of yours. No, here's my review of Halloween, Dennis, <laughs> that I can give. I would rather be stuck in a room with David Dennis, and I'd have to have a conversation with him for one hour straight. You, I would rather do that than play Halloween. Did you know, again right now. Travis, that the Halloween there are three Michael Myers hiding behind three hedgerows, just like he did in the movie? <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, it's it's perfect. I mean, it's it's really immersive in person, especially when when the little Michael My- Michael Myers is like a little mini me, just kind of just <laughs> playing peekaboo. He's a serial killer, but one eighth the normal size. So, and he's and it's only half of him. It's only the upper half of the serial killer. But you know, so here's what's funny, Joel. I played, and yeah, I know you guys are going to totally judge me for this, but you know what? Screw all oh, you guys no. listening to this and We're judging only, me right now. No, We're no only one's here judging. for support. No, I played Halloween today what as a matter of fact again oh do you have one no you know for somebody who doesn't like this game you sure play it a lot yeah you're on vacation going out playing halloween this is getting deep so here's why i did it guys we're not judging because there's a new code out okay new code i'm gonna try it i'm gonna see what happens this game survived it right it didn't break out the game so i was like surely they fixed all the exploits and everything so maybe it's a new game I start playing it. I shot a couple of shots and I just said, holy shit, the exploits are still there. <laughs> so I just, yeah. And I just gave up after one ball. So, so did you see anything yeah. new? I mean, was there anything changed that you saw? I mean, there was 
more video clips on the LCD screen. But again, just well, like that's we been a about, big demand item from the yeah. pre-order folks that I've which seen. I again, I don't. Well, I guess technically Halloween would kind of buck the trend because it takes so damn long for the ball to get back to the flipper. You could watch <laughs> the whole LCD screen, I guess, now that I think about it. But I mean, I don't know. I, I felt like it didn't really add anything to it. And the exploits that are in there scoring wise are still blatantly in there. And is, at it, one is point, it still center ramp all day? Oh, yeah. At, at one point, I was hitting combos on the center ramp without it showing combos, but I saw the score going up as if it was happening. So, yeah, it was. It, it's so weird. It's like almost that the way that they're coding Halloween, it's like they looked at what Mandalorian is and they said, yeah, we're going to do that. And they just took that, that idea of just going up the middle all day long and the foundry, which is I, I don't know what they call it on Halloween. Is that where you Obviously, turn in your blood? Yeah, yeah. You turn in your blood, and you got the choice between two million, three that million, was my or four favorite million. Part of the film was, was when yeah. Michael Myers went around filling bu- buckets with blood, and just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And went went shopping with it, yeah, going into yeah. the pawn shop, you know, yeah. like I want to trade this in for an axe, or two. Yeah, do so. you want two axes or three axes? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So or I, fl- I, can I have flamethrowers so I can burn <laughs> all my? Oh wait, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I definitely yeah. had some big time decisions whether or not to cash in. Two million, three million, or four million. Mm. So I know <laughs> is that the pick. <laughs> that was like that was like the pick. So I know it'll shock Which you guys. Which one did you take? I I went with the four million. Ooh, I, I went with the plus EV strategy, smart. and then I just kept going up the middle. But yeah, it's still there. So once you open up the second upper play field, all you got to do is just trap up and just you just butt pretzel all day. I'll just look, like in my pinball notes I have on it. It literally just says butt pretzel all day. So, yeah, it's just like a million points each time you do that. And my my hand got tired after about 30 million. And I was just like, I'm good. Did we so, just did we just yeah. go through the tournament strat? Is this a is this a second triple combo oh, that we're in? Yeah. That we're, in <laughs> <laughs> we're in right now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't it, want Dennis to leave. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's frustrating about that game. So I'm sure <laughs> they can code their way out of the design. I'm sure that they Maybe Dennis, Dennis I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. I still haven't, played it. I still haven't played it because it was up in like some special hotel room where you needed a secret knock at Expo <laughs> to get to it. So I didn't <sighs> get to play it. Isn't that a donkey kick? Isn't that what Zach does to get in the I room? I don't know what be. Zach does. He calls me at 2 a.m. because <laughs> he wants to recount some debate he had. And I'm like, <laughs> I answered the phone. I just hear, I just hung up. Just <laughs> that wasn't Zach who was yelling. It was someone in the background. Oh, it could have been like, like him drowning in that I, fountain. Well, I answered because I thought maybe it was an emergency. And then no, I looked at no. the clock and I'm like, oh, this, he better be dying. And then it was clear <laughs> that he was not. And so I was like, I'm not even going to talk. I'm just going to click the hang up and I hope he gets the message. And he did. Thankfully, nice. he did not call me back. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to be those guys. We're not trying to be those guys that's just tearing we're apart. Not, yeah, we spooky. don't try and let we're people not, drown in fountains. I'm yeah, I would normally intervene. That's just mean. True. But the the truth is I have heard I know uh some of uh Travis's gameplay comments have actually swayed a few other people that we know from no longer buying the game. I've heard somebody on stream. I said, Hey, are you getting your Ultraman? He said, No, you you actually talked me out of it. And and it was like that was not our intention. Our intention hey, was not that. The reality is, Joel, we had one of the best players in the entire world on on our last podcast. Yeah. And they played it for, what, 30 plus times? And, and sold then it. they went ahead and sent it to auction. Yeah. 
And so, I, think, I mean, that, I won't, that I won't because I don't know if they've, if they've been real public about it, but I know one of the TPN streamers got it, got uh, Ultraman, I think it was, unboxed it, streamed it. It's already planning to sell it. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, that's one and, of the things about I, doing commentary in the hobby is sometimes you say things that aren't going to read. And hey, there are going to be some people that will still love it. And that's the great thing about pinball is you sure, don't yep. have to like what everyone else likes. You can go your own way. Some of us own street level games and we just have to look past the haters like Tom. Absolutely. We got to just do our, do our and be happy about our, it. our yes. world with no wizard modes and all hurry ups. And we just have to, you know, make do with that and not have paragons where you can't even play the left side of the game. Dennis, so Dennis, you know, that's what we do. The important thing is that's what we do. Hoops. The important me thing is Dennis is hoops is not a good game and you should sell it to me for a thousand dollars. We're down to a thousand. Uh, we're moving more, down. More hoops. Yeah. Let's shoot some hoops. Well, oh, I, shit. you guys all remember my $2,000. Yeah. 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 To, they figured so, it out. To wrap up with Spooky, once again, we're still rooting for him. We still, if they could save this with code or if this is going to improve, I mean, they've cleared. Hey, if Travis hears there's a code update, he's going to put a quarter in the machine I mean, and he's going to play it. Like so, I'll keep giving it a try, but the reality yeah. is, is it's going to be awfully how, hard to code your way around that layout. How much money have is, you? I think how much money here. have you put in a Halloween to this point? Me? Yeah, seven hours worth. So I mean, too he's, much. He's such much. a good player that each one of his games is at no. least thirty minutes. So <laughs> no, no, no. Well, maybe it's like, like that. Maybe it's like that alien star at the expo uh, tournament where he just kept getting extra balls. So it's really just uh, one really long game that he played. I mean, rather than. Here's the thing I'll say about Halloween that I do. I'm not attracted to the theme at all, but I respect Aww. that there is a. There is a bunch of people out there that want horror themes because it's different than what's out there currently. But I will say, I think it's going to be awfully hard to code around how the layout is because you can only do so much when there's so much stop and go. There's so much bricking because of the targets. There's so much, there, there's just not much going on in terms of actual flow. You're, you're very limited into what you can do and you're very limited because of the upper play fields. So, that being said, because I did enjoy Rick and Morty, I still look forward to what they come out with next. Yeah. But for me, I played Halloween enough that I just, I have no desire to play Ultraman. But the reality is, is that, hey, like, just like Dennis said, it's pinball. If you, if you're into this game and you're into the theme, give it a shot. You have nothing really to lose at this point. I mean, well, besides like $2,000. But besides that, I mean, you might as well just try it. Just try it because you might like it. I've, I've talked to some people that do still enjoy it, that still do like the theme, that do like how it, sh how it shoots. So, I mean, definitely do not base your decision-making off what we're saying. Base it off your own experience, off what you enjoy with what you're playing. And uh, absolutely re regarding Bowen, obviously I don't, I don't know why he's not working with spooky anymore. And when I heard it and I had already known he wasn't involved in Halloween, I thought, I thought everyone had known that, but yeah, there uh, was no way. Yeah. 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 But, um, but my assumption quite, you know, bluntly was that they probably, I just assumed they decided to save the money because hmm. they don't who, I mean, let's, you know, taking our own opinions about, or, well, you know, I, I, other than what I've seen from the layout, which had had me concerned when I saw the layout, because I do love this theme. Halloween is one of my favorite horror movies. Um, the they sell out instantly, yeah. so 
from a like from a business perspective, not to be obviously we, we you know we're enthusiasts and setting all that aside though, Market they don't trends. need good rules on it. It's sold out. You don't need to try. Hmm. You don't. I mean, they, I, I don't, I, we don't know. We don't know how many orders have been canceled. I know people were trying to sell their spots. We don't know if, I mean, are they going to get to a point where they're like, well, it looks like we don't well, have the, to make the, the deposits last. are non-refundable. So, True, but they say, could like, still nobody's going to cancel their, and, they're going to try to sell it. people are so hungry yeah. for pinball right now. Let's just say, for example, that you can get, you get the Halloween at retail because people backed out or you end up having to wait and pay over retail for Stern, some people are going to be like, well, this is what I can afford. Same mm. discussions I saw with some people with Jurassic Park, the home pin version. I've seen some people that are like, the layout's fun. It's not normally what I would go for, but it's $2,000 less than a pro. I'll get it. Yeah. Or I'll get the Star Wars one because it's cheaper. And that's what it's going to take now to stay in the hobby in a new inbox level for some people. I get it and- where it's available. And actually, you know, yeah. it's very similar to the discussion we had on Legends of Valhalla when I think it was Joel asking about, you know, if I, you know, was uh, was Steve going to work on the rules there? And get, they don't need the rules changed from what Riot had. Doesn't matter if the rules are good or bad. Doesn't matter. They're going to yeah. sell their over three hundred. Obviously, maybe they don't hit the five hundred, but they're doing more than they thought they would need to do. So, again, it's like you don't need to you don't need to make it great. You just need it to sell from a business perspective. And right now, pinball's so hot. I'm not sure you can burn. There are people that played Thunderbirds that are still willing to give Spinal Tap a chance. There ain't yeah. no standards anymore, guys. It's, yeah. People will just buy anything right now. It's crazy. It's like crazy pills style stuff. So in that regard, why not? If you were a manufacturer, why not just lean into that and be like, let's just go for the ride. And if the mood changes and rules become important again, we can worry about rules. And for those that of you who only buy off of rules, well. You can you can go with another manufacturer that it's still doing what you want out of it. So, I uh, well said. That's all I can say. That well said. Um, Finally, somebody that knows what they're talking about on this podcast. I Dennis, thank you so much for you, hey. covering for Joel Tom. So, and myself. so what you're what you're saying is to wait until the code is done to buy the game. Well, not, on I, Halloween. Yeah. Will the code ever actually be done, Tom probably, Graf? Probably not. Yeah, well, uh, it yeah. sounds I mean, like problem, yeah. But the problem but this is, is what nowadays, we talked about from the get go. <laughs> unless you buy the game right away, you're not going to get mm-hmm. it. Right, and that and that's I mean yeah. that's the thing that the manufacturers can rely on is especially with Spooky, which completely is built around limited model runs because that's the manu- their whole thing. The manufacturers have us by the balls. <gasps> <laughs> by the pretzels. It is a crazy thing, though, because we talked about this a few episodes ago, that it is insane that we are, and I'm guilty of this, that we're all willing to pay. Well, Dennis is like the only one not guilty of this. I haven't bought a new one box since so, 2019. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Tom, you and I are guilty of this, that we're willing to pay X amount of cash for something that is not fully fleshed out yet. And where the prices are going, I'm quickly beginning to have an issue with that. Are yeah, you only quickly it, beginning, Travis? Or are you you're not buying another game again? Well, except Rush, because it is your new dream theme. Now that you've had all your other dreams satisfied. Well, that's Tom. Tom. Yes, I know, but but could yeah, it be yeah. you as well? Well, no, because I was born in 1984, and I'm not a 70s baby like yeah. Tom Graf. Yeah, I thought Tom was like 22. 
Well, Tom might be oh, 26. Oh. Tom, are you Raymond's age? How old are you, Tom? No, don't answer that. I don't want to know. You'll ruin the mystique. Don't say it. But no, so, I mean, it's one of those things, though, that I find myself quickly wanting to know where is the code at for the game that I'm getting because, I, you know, I want to be able to play a complete game because one of the things that, for me, absolutely sucks is when I get a new inbox game and then I get to a certain portion of the game that I feel like it's not coded in properly or there's nothing even there. I mean, like Ghostbusters, I ran into that to where there was no wizard mode at the time. And so I, I think that finally, I don't know, when did Dwight finally put that in? Like two or three years after the game was released with whatever wizard mode he had put in there. So I don't know. That's that's where I find myself, that if I'm going to pay out seven to $10,000 for a game, I want it to be a fully fleshed out experience. But the problem is the way that 2021 prices and everything's working in demand, I don't think that's even possible anymore, that you can do that from an LE standpoint, or even from a premium standpoint, I think the only way you can do that is for, for like a pro that might be a year to two years down the line once it's fully fleshed out. Yeah, I mean, it, depending on the manufacturer, it does to me feel like, for example, Stern has gotten better about doing code. I don't know necessarily about getting to final, but that coming out in a more complete state than it used to be, or, you know, in cases where maybe you could say Godzilla isn't, uh, you know, cities aren't really in yet sort of stuff, but still the layout's enough. It wins people over, uh, you know, actually that though, that does remind me, you know, the only thing that really surprised me about Halloween was how not far along the code was given Bowen had been working on Rick and Morty. He wasn't working on this game. They had this whole time period to, I thought work on the rules. And I was just really surprised at how not far along it was when they finally launched because it's a new, it's a new crew, right? It's a new, it's different group that was working on this. So they had 18 months to get going with it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know when they finished the layout though. So obviously there are a lot of blanks that I'm just sort of, my brain fills in without knowing anything. Yeah. So those are guesses, but. And they've admitted they're all, this is new. Like this is the, the guys that made Halloween are all, are all new. They're all new to this. Mm -hmm. So. And that does, ex I, and explains yeah. a lot too. It does. I think it's a direct reflection upon who's behind creating it. I, th I think that's just the bottom line. Anything that's put out, it's always a reflection upon who's putting their blood, sweat, and tears into whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah. Good point. And I know we can discuss this. We could continue to discuss it, but I see, yeah, we're at two hours. And um, I do know there's one segment that we do put our blood, sweat, and tears into. There's your yes. transition. And it's, uh, it's really the only thing that keeps people listening this long. Um, don't Turn worry, off. Dennis, we have, off we have, podcast. Uh, we have an intro song for this as well, but, uh, we're going to, we're going to roll right into, uh, we're gonna oh, roll, look at Dennis's face yeah. is classic. We're going to roll right into Tom talks. Um, and so Dennis, you have this, this time to think of your prompt. This is where, yeah. So here we go. Last intro of the night. Here we go. Tom talks. He's got something to say, Tom Tom. He's got nothing to say, Tom Tom. Tom Tom. I got, I got nothing. All right. So uh, it's all you, Dennis. Travis and I will be quiet. Okay. Uh, actually, a few months ago, I believe it was, I heard Tom talking about one of the tournaments at District 82 that they were hosting. And he mentioned, I believe it was on the show, he mentioned that 
there were some people like a family or whatever that had come up when the tournament was going on and he had to get them out of there, get them because the tournament was going on. It's like you, you described it in a fairly, in a way I'm familiar with, with tournament directors of, you know, I had to take them and say, you know, you can't play you guys got to get out of here. This is a tournament. This is for real players right now. <laughs> Do you not think that that sort of behavior damages the hobby of pinball when tournaments are going on and people see people having a really fun time and then they try and go up to a game that no one's on. And then the tournament director comes up and is like, guess what? Not for you. Get the fuck out. And it happens here in Kansas City. We do it too. And I always wonder, like, we just lost one. That's my thought. But I would like you to talk about that, Tom. Yeah, talk about you destroying the dreams of the children. That's it's not a good thing. It's not nice. You should you should give them a chance and let them play in the tournament next to Travis. But the tournament's probably already going on. See, if you had a Thunderbirds, you would have a game you could have put them on. But <laughs> That's true. I've just sort of wondered because it's, I mean, we have that crop up all the time with uh, people. We have an event and we use all the, we say we're using all the pins. There's one open. Family will come in and the TD always comes up. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry, but we're having fun. You got to go away. <laughs> go eat your pizza. You know, you can come back another day, maybe a Tuesday. <laughs> You know, you probably don't have a job, so you can come back on Tuesday. <laughs> actually, it reminds me of Expo, actually. <laughs> Feel free to elaborate on that, Tom. <laughs> there must have been three or four people that just walked into the tournament area and started playing the game. It's like, um, excuse me, you can't be in here. Do you do like a Dr. Evil? How about no? <laughs> no, I say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there we go. That's what it sounded like. That's what it sounded like. The kid was just, eight, Tom. The kid was eight. I'm just, <laughs> I'm dying here because there's multiple times at a tournament in which you're really focused in and there's actually a lot on the line. And there's somebody that just walks up to the pen and they're like, they're going to plunge it in the middle of it. They're not even aware any of this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has to rush all at once and everybody's like no it's like slow motion all the time this happened at it's funny it happened right in front of dennis too at the kansas city pinball championship in 2019 we were in an intense game i forgot what it was because it was just so damn intense but there was a little seven-year-old that just walked right up into the tournament pinball area and he just walks right up to the single game out of the 20 that's there like he owned it and he was ready to plunge away. And what happened? The TD ran up and they <laughs> protected the integrity of the tournament. And we saved pinball as we knew it right then and there in November of 2019. And it happens all yeah, the time. Yeah. But fun fact, I have never seen that kid again at a pinball event. <laughs> yeah. He's done well, with he, it. We lost he learned him. his lesson. He learned his lesson. That was an important lesson <sighs> to learn at that age. You don't mess with tournament pinball players. Well, That's what it is. I think we've all learned a lesson. So this is the this, best Tom talks ever. <laughs> I'm dying ever. for that question. Yep. Get ready for this. Here we go. Tom talks. He had something to say. Tom talks. He had nothing to say. Tom talks. Tom talks. I got. I got nothing. 
All right, so Dennis. that was the same sound clip as the start. No, not the same because it's past tense. Instead of Tom talks, it's Tom talked. Oh, yeah. He recorded two for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Boom. But I'll tell you right now, we're done. That's it for sound clips. We are done with sound clips. Unless there's one you want to hear again, I can hit the button. So just let me know. But um, you don't have outro music? I went, no, we don't. Hmm. We should get on that if somebody wants to. (laughs) Shit. I knew we forgot some this whole time, guys. All right. If you want to send your outro music. Yeah. (laughs) Send it first to Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Have have Dennis screen it for us. Yeah, I I need something. I got a follow up on the sex toy thing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, did you? For those that don't don't listen to the the pinball show, I mentioned that Eclectic Gamers, we got an email asking, uh, telling us about a new. A sex toy integrated video game and wanted to know if they would like to send us samples of the sex toys <laughs> to play with the games to do a review. And I got a follow up yesterday saying, Hey, we haven't heard back from you, Dennis. Would you? <laughs> and I like, think you you need to clarify where in the line of reviewers you're going to be. If you're number one, that's fine. But uh, if you I have to pack no. them up and send them to <laughs> the Tony next was guy. assuming the worst. Surely yeah, they were going to yeah. send us brand new toys, not the yeah. review, not the so, review model. Hmm. So wait, is this a game? Yes. What? Can it's you a, say yes a, and send it to Zach? <laughs> Zach yeah. was sad that he uh, that he didn't that he didn't get it. He uh, didn't, didn't get, get it. an email like that. Yeah, no. The uh, in terms of uh, what it's called, I because I have it right here because I only just deleted it. Well, we're is, rolling right into plugs, so plug this company. Yeah, Go so for this it. Plug, um, <laughs> this plug is it's a new. This is what the email says. This uh, plug. Hi, I Dennis. Like, I like where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, plug. Dennis. Thought you might want to mention this in an episode. There is a new RPG game that stands for role-playing game. Uh, so I don't know why they said G twice. Uh, with integrated and interactive Bluetooth-controlled sex toys. The game demo was just released on the largest adult gaming platform, nuttaku.net, <laughs> not safe for work, and is the first of its kind. Seriously, gaming history in here. In fact... Want me to set you up with a sex toy and game access to try out slash review to talk about on the air? It would be a really fun episode. He underlined that part. Mm. <laughs> the game itself called Wildlife on Nuttaku.net is integrated with an entire line of sex toys, marking a brand new stage in gaming tech, especially not safe for work games. Yes, the game has been described as unapologetically X-rated and leads players through wild encounters. It is an action game where players guide characters Maya or Max through a lush planet that holds dangers at every turn and, of course, immersive sexual experiences. Trust me, this is like nothing you have ever experienced before. It's a third-person action-adventure game similar to the likes of Uncharted, perhaps the highest quality game on the Nuttaku platform. You'll definitely want to see it. The game supports an entire line of integrated toys. Here is an awesome game trailer. Trailer is linked. At the very least, may I send you more information slash answer any questions you have so you can talk about this news. P.S. It will be interesting to see which characters get played the most since one-third of users on Nuttaku are female. Wow. And you're saying you you uh you deleted that email because I think Travis has been typing on his iPad the whole time. I think he's yeah, trying to yeah. find I'm it. trying yeah. to sign up for it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you get an email from Andy, that's uh that's who emailed me twice about it. Uh wait wait a second. You can be Oh boy. Yeah, he's invested, guys. He's investigating. <laughs> he's invested. There's like Female lioness or cougars or something walking around. Well, cougars are very common, yeah, especially yeah. in Oklahoma. 
what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tiger King. What? What? Enjoy Season that two coming out pretty soon. Yeah. There we go. What? What are these? Are these like lions? Like human lion? Like what do you call those? Like anthrop- anthropomorphic <laughs> anthropomorphic yeah. lions. I haven't oh checked my. the trailer. Tony well, checked the trailer and he's like, oh, uh, no, we're not going to review yeah, this. Yeah, this trailer is legit. I just, I just watched it while you were talking about it. I mean, it has romance. It has combat. It has survival. Oh, wow. What else do you want? This needs to be a pinball theme. I mean, oh, come on. Lord. Let's go. Well, 40,000 uh, a unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the distributors can sell whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably sell. <laughs> Just put that sparkle powder coating so on my, there. My point, my point to bring that up is don't send me your sound clips because I'm going to lose it with all the review requests I get. Oh, yeah. It's flooded. For that flooded show, with so. emails. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually pretty worried for this, though. It only has about $80,000 for their Kickstarter with nine days to go. And their goal is $286,043. Wow. They're very specific. That's why they yeah, need yeah. Dennis. That's what they need Dennis to review it. You know, plug it on his podcast, and he'll the orders will come flooding in. Clearly, yes, I think that was the hope. Yeah. Well, speaking of your podcast, we'll we'll wrap up here with plugs. Um, Dennis, you go first. Plug away. Oh, sure. Whatever you want. Uh, people can always listen to me over at Eclectic Gamers Podcast. You go to eclecticgamers.com. We cover pinball and video games, me and my uh, co-host, Tony. And then a lot of people probably already know, but Zach Minnie and I uh, host the, uh, the pinball show on the Pinball Network. Uh, he hosts it every week. I do it every other week. And so you can always just go to the Pinball Network to find out about that show. Awesome. Um Tom, plug away. Oh, wow. I get to go. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Fox City's Pinball. You can find me on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube. And Dennis just left and, and Instagram. <laughs> Plugs are done. And Fox yeah. City's Pinball. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Travis, go for it, man. Sorry, I'm still looking through this uh, wallet. <laughs> I haven't seen you pull out a credit card yet. He hasn't pulled out a credit card yet. So. It says dive into and explore. Uh, you are diving over 1, in. 1,000 sex positions animated in high detail, Joel. That's like 998 more than you know. Uh, yeah, Exactly. God. It says 1,000 sex positions. I'm like, holy shit. I only know two. Yeah. Let me know. Okay. Anyway, so... You guys can find me on YouTube at Marv Loco. Um, you guys can also find me on TPN at Triple Drain, which this is what I'm on right now. So, yeah, yeah I, it's very awkward. I'm plugging my own show that you guys are You're currently. You're plugging this show. You're doing yeah, a great job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just realized that. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for getting to this point. I appreciate you guys listening for two hours. <laughs> Hopefully your two hours have been awesome. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Love everybody here, except for uh, David Dennis, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Joel Birth. I do uh, Just Another Pinball Podcast, even though it's been a while. I do Just Another Pinball Stream. I do that every Wednesday night, and then I stream for Flipping Out. Bye, bye, bye. Every other uh, Thursday. So I thank Zach and Nicole for letting me do that. And then, yeah, part of the TPN Network, so feel free to listen to the other TPN podcasts and streams. What's up, Travis? I forgot to say it's it's on YouTube. I just said my name. I didn't yeah, say and then you plugged, what platform. You missed it. Yeah. Dennis, yeah. he plugged our yeah. podcast, which we're doing right now. It's, <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. 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 I kind of screwed that up. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, you know, that happens <laughs> a lot of podcasts where they're like, you can subscribe on, on Stitcher, iTunes. It's like, uh, if they're already listening, they probably are. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. Yeah, right? Subscribe. Whatever you're listening. That's a great point. Whatever you're listening to right now, click the subscribe button. There you go. Travis Ding. is more 
interested in that porno game. He is. He's dude. <laughs> this has opened up a whole new world. My night is just it's it's booked now, guys. We wow. need to end the episode right now. <laughs> All right. Well, in two three weeks when we do another one, let's we'll hear the review. Just keep uh, your hands above straight. the table. I don't uh, know. He said his hand was hurting <laughs> over Halloween, so I don't know how this wow. is going to go. But I wish you luck, uh, Dennis. I. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for being on tonight. Thank yes. you for your uh, for all the content that you produce for the hobby. And yeah, really appreciate you being here. Um, and uh, yeah, our sign off next time you triple drain, feel free to leave a credit on the machine for the next guy. Hopefully it's a seven year old in the middle of the tournament, but uh, leave it. And um, <laughs> yeah, Travis, uh, have a great evening, Tom. Enjoy oh, your I sleep. Will. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the listeners. Tom, you get the last word. Uh, later, everybody. <laughs>